If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello. And today we have a very special guest, a certain Laura Kendrick. I have here her diagnosis. Laura Kendrick is a Manchester-based multi-genre author with a love of strange and unusual. She has a master's in creative writing, a BA in film studies, and is the author of the swashbuckling fantasy adventure, The Search for Silver Deer. Alongside writing, she's the proud owner of a small menagerie, a chaotic Instagram, and a complete collection of diagnosis murder episodes and books. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very hey. excited. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hello. I mean, um, before we go any further, Congratulations, uh, not only on the book, but more so on having a full set of diagnosis murder episodes and, and, and books as well. <laughs> and a because, classic Instagram. What yeah. is that? That's like a uh, half a post, quarter of a post one day. Yeah, more, more like it doesn't know what it's doing. So people tend oh. to follow me for one thing and then go, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> not what I signed up. <laughs> uh, well, I know exactly what I signed up for. Lip syncing reels. Uh, and there's plenty of those. So yes, if you love that, are you enjoying? Do you, do you enjoy reels, Ben? I love, particularly as someone who puts work into content every week and writes stories as well. Much like the rest of you here, I love to see someone have just commented, "Can't believe they showed this on television," and then lifted a clip of Family Guy had two million views. Fucking <laughs> love it. it! Makes me feel so good about all the effort I put in. When on Instagram yeah. Reels, I just scr- I look at it and I go, "This was all on TikTok like a month ago." What's going yeah, but, on? But I don't like yeah. a month behind. This is how I get my TikTok like a, a month later. It's yeah. more curated TikTok in a way. 
over. You're right, it is. All the great stuff is there and nothing else. Yeah. None of the pap. Yeah. Yeah. You guys Pure pap. Everyone all right? Everyone had a good week and all that? Yeah, it's been all right. I've been hunting trolls since last week. I enjoyed mm-hmm. your um oh yeah. I enjoyed your thing. Oh, and um I was shouting at my uh screaming at my iPod last week when you were struggling to remember where stations from is from bill and ted's bogus journey oh yeah yeah Yeah. i was doing that as well i was doing that in work and somebody turned around and was like what are you saying and i was like never mind just never mind well, well, we how many we got... people have been in the, our entire time of recording this podcast when how many people were screaming at their ipod or iphone because you idiots <laughs> it's candy man you idiot not candy man stop getting it wrong <laughs> dickhead <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about, but we got stuck on the station thing for like a good thirty seconds, didn't we? We were like, "Wait, who's that from?" It's talking about trolls. I didn't trolls even know what to. Face. I didn't. E- I didn't even know what to Google. Station from a film. <laughs> I don't know. He's so creepy. Yeah. Like station's super creepy. He looks yeah, like a like a slightly hairy ball sack. Like a troll <laughs> made of chewing gum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like- <laughs> He looks like, do you know who he looks like? John McCreerick. Oh my God, he does. <laughs> do you remember John McCreerick? Hey, who's going to bet on the on the Grand National? We've got this and that. John McCreerick. Sounds like he's in the room. <laughs> and he was a massive, horrible misogynist on Celebrity Big Brother. It'd be all right, it'd be, it'd be all right in this blooming film, wouldn't he? He would have been all right. He, he's, he would his, have. his wife slash life partner is called Booby as well. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. that's true. Then he, he lost dead all now, that weight he? and had like a neck, like fat bastard in the last Austin Powers film. Yeah, like a, <laughs> like a saggy, um, <laughs> empty, empty scrotum neck. God, he does. I'm, like I'm trying a turkey, to turkey gobble gobble. I need to put a picture of Station and John McCurick next to each other. I'm going to do that at some point. You, uh, <laughs> you that. Well, while you're doing that, there's some news. So if you guys, in fact, I know you. I know you guys have seen it. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the trailer for Prey, the new, uh, yeah. I can say Resident Evil movie. It's not what I meant to say. It's a Resident Evil trailer, the new Predator movie. Have you guys seen it? I have. Yes, indeed. Have you seen it already? I have it not seen it yet, but I was reading about it because didn't you guys post about it on Instagram? I think we did it on the on the mm. Facebook certainly and other bits. So. So I was reading about it, but I've not watched the trailer yet. I mean, the trailer it, looks really good. I mean, it like it's promising a lot. It, my expectations are pretty high. Yeah, it looks like a trailer for a good film. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> is that what we want from a Predator movie? Yes, a good film, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really, you know, all this time I've been hoping for a good Predator movie, and sometimes yeah. you get one, like in the Did 80s. You know, I wanted a Predator movie as well, where the Predator is mostly invisible for the duration, and it looks yeah. like... Definitely for a lot of this trailer, he's invisible. Or yeah, she that's just like, scary. Invisible. It's like a scary, invisible slasher guy. Yeah, and I think that was what made the first movie work so well, is that unseen force, like what the hell is this thing going to be? And sure, we all know what the Predator looks like, but still, there's still that little bit of mystery, uh, which I like. In this one, we see in the trailer, we see little um, images of, of the Predator. He still looks weird. Like I can't quite work out what he actually looks like. So it, it looks like when you're looking at the face of a spider, like a big spider, and you zoomed in, like what exactly is the mouth bit? I, I don't well, understand well, what I'm looking at. How considering this eat? is so it takes place like a couple of hundred years ago, doesn't it? Um, so maybe yeah. I don't know, maybe the predators are, look oh, a bit different, yeah. their armor's a bit different. Yeah. 
Who fashion knows? might have changed. Fashion might change over the yeah, years. This one was wearing a tie, a little <laughs> tuxedo, a little curly moustache. <laughs> He had, a, he, had sh- he had shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. Go on, it. Predators oh. for the ages. I was going to say they should do what they should do Stranger Things and do a Predator set in the 80s. But I think they may have already done that one. <laughs> well, the, the original. <laughs> What's the, where's this original Predator set? Who knows? <laughs> they do a Stranger Things. So like, rather than fighting army man Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's after teenage children. Yeah. Yeah, it could prove more of a work. more of a tough test for him. Uh, it's a short you know, there's been loads of horror news this week, like loads of mm. trailers all popping out from every corner oh, of yeah. the internet. Yeah. Uh, there was obviously a new Resident Evil Netflix show trailer. Um, How do you feel about that? Of, yeah, I need to take Ben's pulse on this one because Ben usually Resident Evil positivity till the end. This is the one he's waning on. Yeah, I am waning on it. Maybe because Welcome to Raccoon City. Hit uh, did me so dirty. Um, I'm just, the jury's out, you know. Um, I'll watch it definitely. I'll probably watch it as soon as it comes out. But do I think it looks gr- good or great? No, not really. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it looks like a Resident Evil story because it's a post-apocalyptic story, and that's not really Resident Evil. But yeah. I think it looks like a very interesting post-apocalyptic yeah. horror. Movie. And there are some monsters in it that we haven't seen in Resident Evil movies. So there's a giant spider. There's a what looks like a tyrant. Uh, obviously, we've seen the liquor before, but it looks like, uh, oh, the grave digger thing that comes out the ground. If there's more monsters, I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to this. You know, I've got I've got hopes that in being different, it'll be good. Mm. And of course, we have the element that we've been promised from the very beginning, from the first talking points of this series. Bad dad, Bertie Wesker. He's back. He's amongst it. What's he doing? Being a bad dad, we think. Being a bad dad. Yeah. I've never played any Resident Evil games and thought. What does the main antagonist of this series, what's he like as a dad? I mean, That's usually, what I want to know. <laughs> you go back to the games. Like? What makes what's him he, tick? What's he banging on about? He's usually talking about testing bioweapons, mankind being due this winnowing for far too long, falling into lava, <laughs> that kind of stuff that he's into normally. Yeah. But now what he's into is being a dad. His heart's in the right place. Maybe though his priorities aren't quite straight. Let's find out. Yeah. And that's how you capture the heart of millions of fangirls. <laughs> Just exactly. like that. Oh, I've yeah. seen him look good in shades and do a good bit of like Matrix dodging, but what's he like as a father? Albert Wesker, daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've always wanted to say that. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but there's tra- trailers all over the place, right? I could, ba- I could barely keep up. So we've got like a teaser for the Wednesday Addams um, Netflix oh, yeah. show. Um, so this looks quite interesting, starring Jenna Ortega, obviously who's had a had an amazing year with Scream and X. She is playing Wednesday Adams. Catherine Zeta Jones is Morticia. I mean, that sounds pretty badass, doesn't it? Uh, Louise Guzman is uh, Gomez, and Christina Ricci is apparently going to be in it as well. So it's like uh, I'm assuming it's like mm-hmm. uh, a, a supernatural infused mystery charting Wednesday Adams' years as a student at Nevermore Academy. I mean, I have no idea what to expect. I yeah. guess I'm kind of excited. I'm not, no idea. Who knows? I'm yeah. excited. I love the Adams family. I, like I love like the original one as well, the black and white one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like excited for it. But they need to keep the spirit of it and not and just is, make uh... it too kid friendly. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Don't make it too um, like young adult slash teen. I don't want to. Don't want to. No. Don't want to do in a floss. Don't want to do in none don't of that business. Don't want to with a TikTok. <laughs> don't be Riverdale. It didn't look, yeah. To be fair, from the fair, it didn't look Riverdale, which is which I'm quite happy about. But this is Tim Burton on Trent, right? Who's doing this one? Tim Burton on Trent. So there's going to be a checkered floor at some point. I mean, so it, it looks to me more like uh, I can't remember what it's called, like a peculiar children of the peregrine. Yeah. Household. Well, I don't know <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Peregrine old friend X Men as a hot crow. That's a... <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's gonna have more of that vibe to me, which mm. I, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I will check it out. Yeah. What else you got in the news bag, Ben? Another trailer for Rob Zombie's The Monsters teaser trailer. I mean, this is oh, you say it's a trailer. They've, it looks like a screen test, you know, like a. That they're kind of going, what do these characters look like? Um, has ever, anybody seen this? No. No, and I basically, it's like re, it's recreating the the opening credits from the Monsters TV show. You know when um, he comes through the door and then oh. gets home yeah, from work. Gets home from work, and yeah, it's pretty much that. And you know, yeah, let's let's do it. Fine, whatever. Let's I mean, do let's do it. In. And we've... I was a... whereas I'm out actually. I'm just glad they've not gone. <laughs> this is Rob's. This is Rob Zombie um, doing the monsters. You know, it's not like some grungy trailer park version. They're, and they're, it's like the monsters where they're a nice. Except they're a horrible family. They don't like each other. We've established that this is a nice right, and it's not horrid. I mean, yeah. it's got it look, like a spooky like family nice. in it, but they're it might, it might they're go nice. hard. It might, it might go hard. Possible. It might be a bit meta. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might be like, oh, this yeah. is how we play up to. Whatever, and then, but this is what we're like, really. They're oh. gonna all get. I hope it is, and oh, no. like I've seen enough Sorry. thing where, like, it turns out the dad is an abuser. He can just be a nice dad if you like. Yeah, don't worry. I'm I inspirational. Did you say David Harbour to play? They should have got David Harbour to play Herman Monster. Yes, because he he's been a serious unit. Herman Monster. Because <laughs> he's a serious unit. You know that uh, there's like um like a meme picture of like a Chad face. It's got a massive chin. Yeah, that, that is just David Harbour, isn't it? Like yeah. in the Stranger Things, as far as chins doubled in size, in width at least. I was fascinated in Stranger Things by David Harbour's feet. There's a lot yeah. of close-ups of David Harbour's feet, and I was thinking, what size are they? They're like two loaves of <laughs> loaves of hearty bread. Oh, and your, like cookie, your, your cookies now are going to be ruined if you've been searching celebrity names plus feet. You're on a list. <laughs> David Harbour's massive, manly, hairy toes. <laughs> David Harbour and his get, bread feet. You couldn't get one of them in your mouth. You couldn't. Couldn't eat a full of snow. You could have tried hard enough. Well, that's why that yeah. man got that. I felt like to smash <laughs> got, it with hammer. So I could have a slice. That's the attitude. Um, okay, last 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 trailer. Um, Resident Evil 4 remake game coming to yeah. all platforms in, in March 2023. I don't know if you guys watched the state of play. Well, PlayStation did. reaction, but I watched it like live, so I had no idea. And when it was when it was sort of like the what kind of guitar would you say? Spanishy, classicy guitar. It must be a playing. Spanishy. It must be a Spanish guitar given the theme. Spanishy. I was like, this is this is Resident Evil Four. This is Resident Evil Four. And as it zoomed in, I was like, this is Resident Evil Four. And then a slight bit of doubt, and then revealed Resident Evil Four. I do what like you, to be on the cutting yeah. edge of the news like this, but I can't watch any of those events live because the live stream of comments is. So insufferable. I feel like I could, I could like itchy the killer myself, like literally knitting needles into my eyes. 
because it is it is the worst. I can't I like, like I can't I, I, it, like I find even the twenty seconds it takes me to find a way to turn it off physically painful, and I also can't deal with the the chat in between. I just have to watch the trailers afterwards. That was the trailer for this. Now get ready for the. We're excited to offer many opportunities to look at this in more detail in the coming weeks. Here's that game that's been out for five years now in VR. Oh great! Yeah. Well, I uh, how, so how you feeling I've about started it? to watch it. Yeah, yeah I started on. to watch it, and then I was like, I'll just skip along a little bit on the YouTube video, and I was like, this looks a lot like Resident Evil Village, and mm. then I realised, oh, it is Resident Evil Village. I skipped too far, and I was in the next. <laughs> 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 so this is. We've got the exact same characters. Let's be honest. I got a minute. I got a minute. Yeah. It's notable um, character Ethan Winters. I remember him. Yeah. Ethan Winters' hands are invincible. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 4, it's an amazing game. No matter what platform you played it on, it is it always always delivers. And I'm well up for a remake of it. Because uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes were pretty awesome. So mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm it. excited for Resident Evil 4. Sorry, Ben, I feel like I'm, it's my turn to be negative now. I, I'm excited for Resident Evil 4 being remade. But is it necessary? I think the original one, especially they've done a little HD polish of it. It's fine. The, the VR one's good as well. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine and it works really well. Um, mechanically, I'm not sure what they need to change about it. I would have much rather have seen, and I'm not the first person to have said this, it's all over the internet. Co-Veronica would have been a better remake. I would have been excited for Eva, I think. I would have been equally excited for Eva. I guess it's harder to remake Co-Veronica because some of it's are a bit, some bits are a bit probo these days. Old Alfred Alfred Ashford and uh, oh, yeah. Claire and says it's... some rather unkind things about him for his lifestyle choices. Cross-dressing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Not impossible. Rewrite that dialogue, remake that game. Yeah. It's good that not many people have played because mm. it came out primarily on the Dreamcast. Okay, well that's it for trailers. Let me. I was trying to fly through that because there's bloody loads of stuff. But this is the news that might send shockwaves through the horror community. Holding Neve on, Ca- Neve Campbell confirms she won't return for Scream Six, and she's released an official statement. I won't be making the next Scream film. Um, and basically she says she's tried she's worked extremely hard to establish her value especially when it comes to Scream and apparently the offer that was presented to her did not equate to the value she brought to the franchise oh well that's interesting do you think it'll stay like that or do you think this is now a public salary negotiation that it will (laughs) very much force the producer's hands to pay what she likely deserves I mean, I don't know what the amount of money is. Like, you know, if she's been paid $1 million, it's more money than I'm ever likely to see. So it's hard to sympathise. But also, she's the star of those things. If she wants however many million dollars, Hmm. probably is worth asking for. She's the main character. And she's kind of got them by the balls now. They're like uh, six films in or whatever. Uh, So she can... And they're like, they need her because the story is kind of about her doesn't unless they're going to mash her and say you know she died off screen so yeah what's the joke from <laughs> the simpsons called yeah Don't do that poochie, poochie. And like, you know, really really get you know really go for it oh she died no, of being my home planet she died, she died of what <laughs> she died of being oh she, of being like a, smelling too bad oh she being really stank <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh 
Didn't they do Didn't that in like? Didn't they do that in? Was it there's like some sort of Sex in the City sequel slash reboot? But Kim Cattrall didn't want to come back for it, so they went. She's in England or summer. Oh, she <laughs> literally said that. Yeah, she she died of being a dickhead, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> she was committing she crimes. You should have seen the stuff they found on a laptop. Actually, probably better that we don't talk about her again. I think um, moving on. Was, the the reveal at the end of the next one when they take the mask off, it's going to be CGI'd. Roy can hear. A deep fake. <laughs> a deep fake of her. You fucking bitch. Where is it? What did he say? <laughs> yeah, is it? You'll pay hard to see with me. No, thanks. Fucking bitch. It was an extreme reaction. And a weird, creepy, Jimmy Savile looking priest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we get, sorry, we'll get to we'll, that. We'll come to him. Um, yeah, do you think she'll do you think she'll get what she wants and come back, or do you think that's it? And do you think this is going to fundamentally change Scream Six for for the worse? She'll get what she wants, won't she? Because they'll they'll give in to the fans. Yeah, because yeah. especially with social media, because they'll be yeah. going nuts. Yeah, yeah I mean, and this shouldn't happen. I shouldn't make light of it, but those guys won't will be not able to move for unreasonable threats of violence and insane actions yeah. for not. Doing what fans want. Basically, to. Ugly Sonic has set a precedent where, uh, yeah. <laughs> <if> it, <laughs> but, so basically, it's a trial by social media now. Yeah. No matter what choice you make, and it happened. Like, it's happened what? very recently with um, for good or ill, Future Armor is coming back again, right? And it was going to be all of the voice cast except for John DiMaggio, who is Bender's voice. And he wasn't going to come back for very similar reasons. Said, "Look, I'm not going back. All the best to him, but I'm worth more than that. And like, we can't reach an agreement on salaries." Everything went insane, and it it worked out. They paid him what he again deserves for that work. I think voice actors, even more so than than physical actors, will be undervalued for the work that they do and how essential they are to those characters. Um, can't be future armor without Bender. Yeah, exactly. No, and you can't, can't you can't revoice that character. It's not like um yeah, it'd be really it'd be really tough to do. And the same, like you can't recast Sidney Prescott. Hmm. No. The literally the only option is to somehow write her out. Um, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Well, she's, gone out- off, she's gone off grid. Would you write her would you write her out for this one or would you write her out permanently? I think with a new scream, I I never ever know. I'm like, where the hell can this franchise? It doesn't feel like a franchise that's got never-ending possibilities. You know, it feels like the franchise, whatever the new film is, it's gonna hit certain beats, and that's it. It's not like your Freddies and your Jasons where they can go to New York and space, New York space. Um, and that's your. I guess that's your other option. Scream, space. well known for being. You know, having like huge amounts of meta content content in it, could this be part of it? Oh, would you? Maybe would you... it'll become so meta, it'll end mm. up like scary movie. Yeah, like a parody of itself. It's, it's it turns out you're the killer. Yeah. The end of the film, it just like gets like a live feed from your phone, and it's you in the mask, and it's like, what? It was me all along. Oh my god! We should do scary movie. Yeah, we should do scary movie. I've got a fun memory. I always think about. I don't even know which one it is from, but Leslie Nielsen, 
when the aliens have arrived. It's so the third one. Different to us. It's the third it's one like with the sand. of his finger for <laughs> some reason. Always have that memory. All I, all I remember from a scary movie, and this might just be the way my brain is wired, is is doesn't someone do like a load of jizz? <laughs> and like that's plaster the fir- someone. That's the first one. <laughs> plaster the... someone to a ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Classic. I'm stuff. so, I'm so glad that actually happened. That it wasn't just some weird. You know, uh, I, the main bit that I remember is them gathered. I'm not sure if it's screen one or two, but they gathered around a piano, and they're like doing like classical like Victorian sing along. But they're doing like shake your ass, watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, I think that's screen two. Uh, scary movie two. Is that where like the Regan character comes in, and then they all turn around, yeah. and pee's on the floor, and then like she's a bad dog, so they put their face <laughs> into the pee. What have you done? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's the one with the guy that's like, take my strong hand, child. Which <laughs> <That's... Yeah. laughs> kills me. <laughs> wow, how many are there? Is it four? Is it four? At least four, if but not. I five. think there's, yeah, there's either four or five. I recently rewatched them all. And yeah. I was like, "Why? Why are we? Why are we even watching it? <laughs> when it gets past two, it's like, yeah. what is it's this?" Be- it's because a lot of the points of reference are so like specific to that time period, and some yeah. things haven't like lasted. The, 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 like they're not relevant anymore. Like no one goes, "Oh, remember remember that film or something?" I don't know. I, I feel like that with all the other spoof movies. You look. At all, it like, it's always a gamble, isn't it? Like how much like cultural capital is they are they going to have long term? You're gonna jam pack your uh, jam pack your movie with Avatar references. Yeah, yeah, that pay up in the long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avatar will. Oh, but, can, yeah. I have, can I have a Jake Sully haircut, please? Who? Yeah, yeah. Even Sam Worthington didn't Jake Sully didn't make the most of that. What was I that? Like Sam. Is Jake Sully in this new Avatar? I've That's a good question. I actually them. don't know. I actually don't know. Don't think you see enough in the trailer to see who's in it. Apart from Did the you weird... notice they've uh, seem to ma- have made the aliens slightly longer and slightly less human looking for uh, oh. probably probably because the the first one they were very uh, problematic. <laughs> oh, not, so they're like the... so they're like they're definitely aliens. They're definitely not a stand-in for like. Okay. Native Americans. Okay. This okay. is not. Po- this is completely different to Pocahontas. Completely different. This, this is not. The, this is. This is. I have not copied the script of Dances with Wolves, but made it in space. Yeah. All I remember. All yeah, I remember from Av- Avatar. You could plug your air into into yeah, like you a. Can, whole... You can USB into a horse or a pterodactyl. You whack your USB ponytail <laughs> up its up its ass, and you're good to go. You can What's fly all that about? Hang on a minute! You, don't pull the don't pull the USB out without ejecting it properly. What have you done? Oh, you've got to disconnect <laughs> it in the menu. You've corrupted it. Corrupted it. It's just falling. Corrupted to its death. your pterodactyl. Falling out the sky to its death. Jittering out the sky. Yeah, and it's all for the cost of very well thought out and thoroughly workshopped mineral name unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unobtainium. What a, is a Sam Rockwell's character, did he die in it? The first one. Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell, wasn't it? No, he wasn't was it? Sam Rockwell. It was um, BB. Oh, no, it wasn't. Ah, uh, no, is that, yeah, that Giovanni yeah. someone. Okay. What did I think it was Sam Rockwell for a second? Oh, dear. 
Just say names. Ah, oh, Stephen Dorff. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, Morgan, Morgan Freeman's in it. Uh, okay, that that's that's it for for news. Has anybody else got any horror news for this week? Anyone seen anything of note? There was loads, and that was loads. That was a lot of stuff. Um, so, so much news. That's enough news. Other things have happened. Yeah, other things have go. happened. Um, so I guess we're just going to talk about what we've been watching, and I'm pretty sure all of us. I mean, I might be making jump into conclusions but i'm pretty sure we've all seen stranger things have we all finished stranger things volume one yes yeah yes. yeah 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 so did you all not... enjoy it let's not spoil it unbelievably good like to the point where i'm just like wow all bets are off now this is this is it this is it it's so hard to pick if it's I think my immediate reaction was, this is the best season. But it's so hard to say that because all of it is built on the shoulders of the seasons that have come before it. Stranger Things, for me, has been consistently strong. Second series may be a little bit of... I can't remember that one quite so strongly. Mm. But it's it builds so well. And these characters are... um, You know, every time they introduce one, you'd be heartbroken if one of them was was killed off yeah um well acted really well produced they've clearly really got a great amount of like visual budget i agree with uh, you luke and ben when you were saying last week that and i appreciate we present a horror podcast so we we digest a lot more horror than you know maybe your average general audience but it doesn't half wind me up where it's like, you may have noticed these subtle hints towards uh, <laughs> towards, towards other horror things. People yeah. have nightmares. They're inspired by a little-known film that you might not have heard of because it's quite a niche release. It's called A Nightmare on Elm Please. Street. That's a great name for him. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, well, yeah. Have you, I heard that. There's this guy, apparently, Freddy Krueger, used to be called. And you, know, you, you ever guess what those cheeky guys have done? Well, the actor that plays him was a really subtle hint to the fact that this is connected. <laughs> that this is connected. Yeah. It's Blink, really, it's, you might have missed it. Oh, yeah. Blink, and you really might have missed this guy who's in about three episodes, probably is on screen for several minutes. Um, yeah. I, 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 I really the... like it, and I really like mm. the way that they've done the references. And there's other references as well, you know, the Stephen King's It. There's tons of stuff that it's built into. Mm-hmm. And I think they reference it really well. So I don't want that. I don't want my teeth grinding to be mistaken for not liking the references. I like that. I dislike the poor journalism that's pointing these things out to us like we are fools. Yeah, yeah. The um, um, the scene from the end of episode four. I think it is. Like it's quite. A, I guess already a famous scene that has. I don't want to say any spoilers. Has everyone has had most people singing. A certain song that's not like number two in the charts, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really scene, rocked at the charts, isn't it? That scene is one of those scenes where there's a few films where I could just put on, no matter what movie I'm in, I could just put on that particular scene and still get chills and still get goosebumps from from just seeing it. And it's so good. It's I, I don't know. It's just really well put together. Yeah. I yeah, was really, shouting I can't watch at the telly. Can't watch it sat down. <laughs> I was I was shouting at the telly. And after we finished the episode, my other half was like, right, I'm just going to go upstairs and I'm going to trim my hair and then I'll come back down and we can watch the next episode because I think you need a minute to chill out. And I was like, <laughs> you might be correct. 
You get put on a cooldown. Yeah. <laughs> I might just need a cooldown from that. Just a moment. Yeah, just need to, need to watch someone to calm me down. The way, the way you say you got chills from episode four, like I got chills from the end of episode seven because I found Eleven's storyline, and, you know, I've, I think I've mentioned it before, I find Eleven's storyline the least interesting out of everything because, I mean, I get it, but I just feel I'm more interested in everybody else, the camaraderie between those characters, between well-written characters, their relationships, and them surviving. I always thought that Eleven thing was a bit one-note for me. But there's a moment at the end of episode seven where it all kind of links together. And it was something that I didn't see coming. I'm not going to spoil it, but something I didn't see coming. But the way it's kind of done and the way it's slowly revealed uh, and the music as well. So the music is that um, Philip Glass song Prophecies, which is also used in Watchmen when Dr. Manhattan turns into Dr. Manhattan. And just that and the combination of the music, I was just like, this is one of the greatest things i've ever That's seen, another scene, just like... that, that watchman scene uh, yeah I mean, this scene as well is good but that i guess is that philip glass score oh yeah it's that yeah. score and that scene in particular it always seems to be it's just that the soft sort of like spoken narration where you're finding something out that you kind of want to know um you're like okay they're telling us exactly what happened plus the music plus the visuals plus the performances you know um and the way it co- comes full circle i was like this is you were, you were stood up. Fantastic. Yeah. Stood up watching I floated up like that. <laughs> Fantastic <somebody> performances <laughs> throughout. What would be your what would what song would help you if you were stuck? Uh hmm. Venga Boys. The Venga Boys just the guy's got you. And then he's <laughs> the, the, the guy's got you and he's about to twist your twist your head off. And then he just hears we, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I'm off. And then I'm off sprinting. He can't even. He can't even drop the rocks down on me. I'm already out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got that for the... Thing is, it's a good choice. If that song played, I'm pretty sure Vecna wouldn't be able to help himself but dance along. All right. You, t- you turn back around and he's got the outfit. Because <laughs> what were they? Yeah. What were they dressed as? There was the Vecna was cowboy and there Let's was a go. sailor. You'd have like you'd have the big cat. You turn around, you'd have the big cowboy hat on. They'd be like dit, 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 <laughs> coming all after you. Turns out you make friends. Anybody Tentacles else? Tentacles behind him, like <laughs> oh, like sinking up. Other people that he's got his old victims reanimated, just like dancing around. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, yeah. To be honest, a good soundtrack would make the upside down far less um, threatening. Yeah. Yeah. What would your choices be? I don't know. Vecnabus is pretty much spot on. Really. <laughs> the Vecnabus. <laughs> the Vecnabus is gone. I mean, it was released in the late 90s, wasn't it? He, he could yeah. turn it around and that would be how what people hear instead of the ticky clock. They just hear that's when he's coming to get oh, him. The Vecnabus is sound. coming. That, that like ticky ew. clock sound. Yeah, that noise makes me laugh every time, but it's it's so perfect. Like It just feels so 80s. feels very... Time slop, yeah. And wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what would what would bring you back then, Luke, Laura? I don't know. I mean, um, I guess it's like a normally when I'm running, like an alkaline trio song will kind of give me a bit of a bit of pep. Or there's a certain Eminem song that's like about not uh, like keep on running or something, which is quite good. But maybe it would probably just be Mr. Either a Backstreet Boys song or a Mr. Blobby song. I thought you were going to say Mr. Blue Sky again, because that would work. Mr. Blue Sky would be good. Mr. Blobby. 
I like how you um, say a Mr. Blobby song, like he's had a massive discography, <laughs> and yeah, massive yeah, varied career. There was a B side. There was a B side on that tape, I think, wasn't Mr. there? Mr. Blobby is basically David Bowie. He just changes the way he looks for every <laughs> single album. Ziggy Star Blob. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Blob on Zoo. <laughs> Ziggy Star Blob. Uh, yeah, it can't be. A, uh, I was going to give a serious answer, but I think it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be a banger, isn't it? It's got to be absolute. Bang and everybody knows to get you out of the Cannibal out of red smoke land. Cannibal corpse. Dancing your way towards the hole. Yeah. Always look <laughs> on the bright side of life. <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah, one. That's your Vecna up as well. He'd be like, you know what? Get me out. Let me come to Hawkins and just <laughs> make the best come to Hawkins and deliver you. Yeah. You know what? Change my mind. You can go. It's all right. I'll find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I does anyone have a particular favorite character? Because I feel like, uh, like the dynamics between I love it when characters in TV shows interact and they've never interacted before, or like they've never crossed paths, and you're a bit like, oh yeah, they haven't. But I absolutely love the way these characters. So I'm talking Nancy and uh, Robin. Nancy and Robin. Robin's great. Those two together. Those two together, just yeah, amazing. Yeah, Rob. I like. Uh, I think it's the combinations of the two. Like you have to enjoy. Like Stephen Dustin as well is great. Stephen Dustin's great, but I also like St- Stephen Eddie because initially they're a bit wary of each other. Like the first thing that happens is Eddie puts a broken bottle to his neck. Um, but then I, lo- I loved how their well, I wouldn't say it was a relationship as such, but how their interactions change. Just get comfortable. Like I think it's a really well written produced show. We could rave about it for an entire episode, but I am. Absolutely. Despite trying and then failing not to binge the new series immediately, um, I've got no bones about it. I know the next two episodes that come out in July are meant to be both like feature length. Fuck it, I'm watching them both in a day. I'm not going to lie to myself or to the listeners. Like it's going to happen immediately because going to need to get on it and see the end. I, I would say uh, instead of the characters that I wasn't keen on before, but I really like now uh, is the. The, I don't know his name, but he's just like judo chop. Judo chop. Murray. Oh yeah, Murray. Murray yeah. Oh, Murray. Murray. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. He's really good in this season. Yeah, he shaved his beard off as well. I like Yuri as well, actually. There's those good yeah. characters. It's uh it's a there's, good... always, a, there's always a good Russian nice. character. There's in only, Stranger Things. The only yeah. Rongan who you know, Karen was like, no, that is an unreasonable reaction. Uh, I think that bully deserved to be smashed with a roller skate. She got off lightly. Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I know, like violence is the is never supposed to be the answer, but my god, they were literally like sometimes, skating around her. Sometimes at her. it is. Yeah. Sometimes it That's is just, the answer. It's it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. It's a bit. It's extreme violence, but it's only a little bit, wasn't it? It was just and, a bang. And, and if she'd lived in a more litigious world, technically, by the eyes of the law, what they did to her was already an assault. So, yeah. I know two wrongs don't make a right, but That's true. That taught her a lesson that she'll think twice about not being a bully in the future. Um, I also don't be a bully. You'll get concussed. I also don't like. Um, I, I, I like him as a character, an interesting character, but he upsets me fundamentally. I don't like Doctor Red Flags. The, the you know Mister Doctor Red Flags. You know with his popper, like that's creepy. If I was one of the yeah. other scientists, I'd say call me don't Gary. Do- don't do that. Just call me a normal name. Why would I say call me Papa? 
That stop holding the kid. Stop holding the kid's hands. I'll, I'll give yeah. you. You can do these experiments. They're important to save the world, but no papa, no hand holding. Sorry, professional distancing. Yeah, yeah, very strange. He is. I know it's the eighties that this is set, but they're like in the Stranger Things universe in the sort of twenty tens. There are documentaries about that man just coming out now. A thousand yeah. percent. <laughs> Simple <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Red Flags, lots of talking head things. I was locked. Oh, I, thought I, was it locked. Was, I thought it was normal to call him Papa. Turns out it was fucked. It was fucked. I was locked in an underground facility and made to turn on light bulbs with my brain <laughs> for years. <laughs> for a year. Yeah. yeah. Kid across a room. Yeah. That's good. That's I'll tell you what, we're, we're in for a, a lot of good TV at the minute. Um, I also binged oh, the first three episodes of the bit of, of the binge of the boys. I also bought the first three episodes of the binge. So this really week good. you've watched boys and men. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Laura, you've, watched, you've watched the boys as well, haven't you? Yeah, I watched, I watched the first um, three episodes as well. Is it in episode one? Is there some, I've not seen it yet. Is there some sort of penis thing? Because I keep seeing me. <laughs> I don't. Every season of The Boys, there's a moment where it's like, no, they're not actually going to do that, are they? And then they, I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy things in my life, like, and I still feel like The Boys still pushes it just that bit more than I'm expecting to. And yes, there is a bit of a penis, and it's when you when you see the size of it. <laughs> and... no, you can't. You can't be You have to see it. You can't yeah. like. Oh, I've not yeah. seen like, the new. Because yeah. I got to the. I got to the end of episode three and still turned around to my other half and was like, sorry, can I just clarify? At the start of episode one, did I really just see what I think I saw? <laughs> okay, yeah. Right. It's, it's like so uh, overwhelming that you can't, it doesn't look like <laughs> what it actually is. It's like seeing a Lovecraftian god, like it's indescribable. Oh, you just got the eldritch tentacle <laughs> You've been yeah, writing wow. it in a diary and said it's indescribable. Oh, she saw it's, it. <laughs> it's quite cool to see uh, Jensen Ackles in it after what's oh, yeah. 15 seasons of Supernatural. So is it Soldier Soldier Boy? Yeah, so far, I'm, I'm sure at some point he's either going to do something horrific in like an awful way or something horrific is going to happen to him. Nothing yet, but we'll we'll see. Okay. okay. Yeah. Also, Homelander is one of the best villains on TV. Like yeah. he he's... is incredible. Yeah, he's scary, yeah. but like he's got there's so much to him that you find out, and you... it's weird. It's like he's a bastard, but you're like learning so much about him every series. Mm. And he's oh, genuinely can't scary. Wait to, can't wait to get he's caught terrifying. up with this. Yeah, yeah, um, it's good. It's good. It's it's consistent with the previous I, seasons. I think what well, who's the actor who plays Homelander? Um, Anthony, Anthony... Starr. Yeah. He can just look. He can. He, he doesn't need dialogue. He can just like look to the distance and make about four different facial expressions. And you're like, "What is going on in his head? I don't want to know. <laughs> please, please, no." It is. Yeah. Uh, it is impressive. Spoiled yeah. for telly at the minute. Yeah, spoiled for telly. Oh, there's loads of stuff I've got to watch. I I still haven't started Obi Wan. Still, I still haven't started Love, Dev- Love Death and Robots series three. I think Miss yeah. Marvel's on. Miss Marvel started. Miss Marvel started today. Um, I'm up to date with Obi Wan. It's all right, you know. It's good. It's if you like a Star Wars, you will enjoy 
Obi-Wan. As long as you don't like a Star Wars too much, which some people do, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. If you like a Star Wars too much and you're very worried about like the legacy that you built up in your head, maybe not, but <laughs> it's good. It's good Star Wars. The only hot take I have, which doesn't spoil anything, so don't worry, is I feel the Empire could have won the Star Wars if they just had better HR policies. Yeah, I saw you okay. tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't accept workplace bullying. And it's not only in Obi-Wan, but so many times someone will be sneaking in and someone very rightly doing their job will go, can I see your security ID, please? Can I just check your clearance here? And they get away with it by going, how fucking dare you? They do some workplace bullying and the person like goes, oh, sorry, sorry. And my friend tweet, yeah. uh, texted me earlier on to say, Darth Vader, strangling is not a good disciplinary yeah. tactic. No one's going to learn anything from that. And nothing changes either because Kylo Ren and uh, what's his name? Old, uh, Darth what's Vader? his name? Ginge. <laughs> oh, General oh, Hooks. General Hooks. Oh. Shouting all the time. He's armored in the face. Throwing a, temper, throwing a temper tantrum in a lift, smashing everything up. Smashing your computers. They look like they're built into the wall. They're not just like, oh, just get a new one from IT and plug it in. They've been, yeah. they're like plastered in. We all know what it's like to work with somebody a little bit unhinged. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's but not that good. just means like someone clicking louder from across the office. Oh, he's had a bad email. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a bad email. Yeah. yeah the Empire. Not... Just. <laughs> Just wind it in a little bit. Do a little bit of, of workplace training. Talk about, you know, like being assertive without being aggressive. That yeah. kind of stuff. Get some proper procedures in place for performance management. Not you make a single mistake, which I have deemed to be bad, strangled to death. Yeah, you'd have yeah. won the Star Wars. And actually, maybe you'd be less the baddies. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that's good. Miss um, Marvel's real good. Um, I think it's a real breath of fresh air it's a character i know a little bit less about but visually it's really well done um the first episode yeah 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 okay. caught, i had a it's a rainy day here in scotland so found myself with a with a lunch hour with dogs that didn't want to go outside so i sat and watched a lovely nice bit of miss marvel um and i think visually it's got it's not quite as stylized as an edgar wright scott pilgrim but it has nice little visual touches in it that are really pacey. It keeps the story moving along. I really like the characters. I really like the family uh, that, that she has in it. And it has, like I think, meaningful family conflict as well. It's not just like the two-dimensional, my mom won't let me do this thing, that like a family are like worried or disappointed. And you can see it from that side as well. Um, and it's interesting. Like, I'm, I can't wait till next Wednesday. See another episode. Lovely. I did enjoy um, playing as Miss Marvel in the Avengers game. That was fun. So, looking forward to seeing this. Uh, anybody else seen anything of note this week? Seen a couple of films. Flora, do you want to go? Last, it was last week. Uh, watched the new series of Inside Number Nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's been playing for a couple of weeks, but last week's was creepy so <laughs> it was what the what Richie Smith and Steve Pemberton do really well which is unsettling yeah. <laughs> to the nth degree I'm so far behind That's on inside been... number nine yeah me too I've seen one or two maybe the early ones I need to really sit down and go through it yeah same here um, there's an episode but... 12 days of Christine I think it's like one of the best things I've ever seen it's that's fantastic. that's yeah 
they like Rishi Smith hates that episode. He was like, I don't right. understand why people like it so much. Like, <laughs> I think it's because it's not like it's not a, it's not necessarily massively scary. No, but it's just it's very, not very like sweet. one of the big. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I think he doesn't he doesn't like it as much because I listen to the podcast as well, the Inside Inside Number Nine podcast because yeah, I yeah. I love those two. I because I love anything like League of Gentlemen, Psychoville, all yeah. those things like. Um, but yeah, inside number nine, the new seasons are really good, and there was some really like creepy ones in this. How many seasons are season. there now? It's a lot, isn't it? This is season six, I think. Mm-hmm. They've yeah, renewed sure it for another couple six. already, right? They've renewed it for seven, yeah. eight already, I think. Yeah, but there's only six episodes mm. in a season, so it's That's not nice, like they're though. massively long, and That's they're only half though. an hour long as well. So I need to catch up yeah. with those, much like we. Endless other things, but you know, yeah, you think about it. Uh, so nice. I, I say also watch Dash Cam, but we'll talk about it. Talk about Dash yeah. Cam next Dash week. Cam next week, yeah. Other thing uh, to touch on, real quick, from me film wise, then. So you guys mentioned it, but uh, I saw men last week at the DCA, so the Dundee Center for Contemporary Arts. Um, very nice of them to invite me along, and it was done in a double bill with a restoration of a 90 year old vampire movie called vampire um really really interesting so it's like one of the very early non-silent movies a lot of the dialogue is still delivered in the text cards that you get from back in the day but um uh but then the rest of it is just there are there are voices that were dubbed in afterwards it's got a real like dreamlike quality to it. It's definitely from an era of film where story wasn't delivered in the same way. Um, and, you know, for some people, it might be off their cliffs of quality because it doesn't feel like a, like a modern film, not, not in the least. But it's a really interesting study. And visually, there are some really interesting bits about it. And there's some... For the, for the time especially, there's some harrowing acting. There's one particular bit. I mean, spoilers for 90-year-old movie Vampire. Like, if you haven't caught up with it yet. But towards the end, there's, la, like, la, a, la. there's, like, there's a doctor who is in league with the, with the vampire. And uh, he gets, like, he gets away, he gets lured to a, a mill and drowned in, in flour. Um, and he really, wow. like, it really is, like, this old actor, like, Dying. you know. Is Feels like they could have. Feels like they did. Dead. Yeah. They, well, that's what vampires do. They self-raise unless you unless you stake them. But this yeah. guy isn't a vampire, so he just gets murked by a load of flour getting getting thrust on him. Um, but it's okay. it's it's all right, you know. It's an in, it's an interesting watch. It's called uh, Vampire, like yeah, network like like vampire, but with a Y. Oh, vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that was good. And then there was Men. I also watched this week. I've been working my way through the Paranormal Activity movies. So I did, um, after we did the episode one with Georgie a few weeks back now, uh, I've done Paranormal Activity 2, the one where the where where Toby doesn't like the um doesn't like the pool robot, chucks it out all the time. Uh, and then they sell out the sister. And then I watched number three, Teddy Ruxpin's Revenge. The one that they show it to the eighties several times by having the Teddy Ruxpin in it, and their dad gets <laughs> in by by crooked grandma. 
towards the, the next one is the skateboarding one. So I think it's for it's 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 for Xbox franchises. This franchise is chaotic. <laughs> the marked one. What's ones. going on? Whichever one that is. The marked ones is skateboarding. I think this yeah. fourth one is the one with. I think this is one is Xbox Connect and the Prius. Um, okay. The yeah. Silent Killer. Um, so that's to come. That's what? my next watch. But I also watched Summer of '84, um, oh, which is it's got like a Burbs feel to it. It's got like a teenage. You know, we think our neighbor, our neighbor might be a serial killer, but it's going to be a twist, and it's actually going to be the girl next door that's the serial killer. That you know, I mm. is inexplicably interested in me. Um, spoilers for a film that you're unlikely to watch. It's not. It's the exact murderer they think it was all along. And um, that is the Burbs, isn't it? The Burbs is where he's convinced it's them. It turns yeah. out it's not, but no, it turns out it is. It is him. And <laughs> after after there's only a small setback where it might not be him. It's very quickly definitely the guy. Yeah. And he really gets him, gets them all at the end. Um oh, right, okay. Yeah. And then well, like, get, gets yeah. gets a few of them. It's like, oh, moving away. I think it's better in its better in its idea than in its execution. And I think unlike a stranger things, again why i went into it set in the 80s and so on right so it's um as i think i i think it lacks some of the nuance and the character i think some of the language is a little bit one note and i don't think they've quite got the finesse of referencing being at that time without it being a little bit clunky on occasions it's got some merits to it i've really really simplified it here but i wouldn't rush out and see it but it's fine cool Summer of '84. Yeah. And then there were men. There were men. Men, 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 men. men. It's raining men. Oh dear. It's raining men. Yeah. So, film of the week is brand new release, brand spanking new release, men. So Men is a 2022 folk horror movie written and directed by Alex Garland. The film stars Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. A young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. Apple from the garden? Yeah, it was delicious. No, no, no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh, God, sorry. I, 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 I'm joking. I oh. Uh, so the reviews <laughs> um, are fair to middling, to be honest. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it 69%. The audience score gave it 39%. Ooh. And Letterboxd is at 2.9 out, 2.9 out of 5. Uh, a couple Ooh. of choice reviews. Coco Kastrek said, Alex Garland is my favourite director. I give him little kisses and leave him notes under his pillow. Five stars. Uh, so they're just a big Alex Garland fan, which I would say I am as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next person said, Alex Garland is father for making Ex Machina and Annihilation. But how can I forgive him for this one? Half a star. So Maris or Marie. Maris, like a, it's about like Maris, Piper, Half potatoes. A Half a star. Alex Garland is father. So they were a big Alex Garland devotee. Uh, but they're his child. They can't in fact. Forgive, yeah. They can't have this, this trying to forgive him for this one. 
this is such a disgrace this film to them anyway um so i know you guys i mean i'm so curious to know what everyone's experience with this film was because it's not exactly what i was expecting it to be um it was a weird film i was definitely uh, surprised <laughs> yeah i think my screening was maybe my screening colored my overall experience of the film as in, as, as i was watching this uh, in front of me there was a guy fast asleep snoring his head off throughout the entire film and behind me there were like three women who were laughing their heads off at every single thing that happened on the screen oh, there, are willies, so there the, are willies in the film though it's very funny i mean i was laughing <laughs> at that point as well but uh yeah i don't know i mean maybe that kind of colored my experience of the film i'm not not entirely sure yeah i think it's i i, I got really lucky with the the screening so i was at the at the dca and it was i think a lot of people that were there it was quite a busy screening um and i think everyone that was there were obviously fans of the fans of the genre they'd gone to a an early screening of this of this film and i think the reactions that we had in the cinema were very in tune with the watching experience there were lots of gasps mm. And they're like uh, that last half of the movie. There were people ought to be going fucking hell uh, when when they when they watch some of the things that go on towards the end. Which kind of it wasn't a distraction. It kind of built it for me watching it. I think yeah. I had a good. I'd say it was a good cinema trip. I think it enhanced it rather than it being neutral. Yeah. How about you guys? That's what was. I think that's what mine was like because. I went to like, um, it was a bank holiday and it was like first thing in the morning on the bank holiday Friday. And yeah. so it was clearly people in there that really wanted to see it. <laughs> so it's like yeah. their reactions were the same. Like it wasn't, we, we didn't, there was nobody in there that was like laughing wildly or like making loads of noise or whatever. But so there was a few like, <gasps> What a good way I'm to celebrate like a, a bank holiday Friday as well. I guess your choices on Friday were celebrate the celebrate this country by going and waving a flag because of that lady that God has chosen for being better than the rest of us to sit on the throne for 70 years, or go and <laughs> celebrate England by watching some Orid Men. August. Exactly. Orid, orid Men. Orid Men all day long for me, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I don't I didn't quite know what to expect. I think in terms of like when the title of, the, of this film was sort of like announced, I was a bit like, what the hell is this going to be? And it was definitely nothing like I expected it to be, even after watching the trailer. Um, I don't know. All of the character, all of the male characters being played by Rory Kinnear, I think they should have saved it for the film. The fact that you kind of see that in the trailer is a bit like, I don't know. But that was a good oh. selling point of the film. That's one of the things in the trailer. I was like, okay, oh, okay, okay. this is... Okay. I mean, this is like, you know, being John Malkovich style. Yeah. Uh, would um, you have saved just... any of the Rory's maybe? Would you have saved maybe a little boy Rory? No, he's gone. He's gone. No, first. it got to a point where I was sick of Rory Kinnear's face and I was just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk to the... that... That's really upsetting. Talk to Jessie Buckley. Right She's sick of him by the end of this film. Jessie Buckley? I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. Have I? I think when I first saw the casting call, I was like, James Buckley, he's pretty good in the Inbetweeners. Be interesting. <laughs> interesting to see what he does in a horror movie. Jeff, I mean, that would have been a very different. He's, film. he's got a pretty good set of pipes in. I want to be like in a horror movie. I'm just Which taking was... a look. I've not seen her in anything else. She's in Chernobyl. Oh, well. Still, she's in a film called Beast. Need to get her out. 
as soon as possible. Beast. <laughs> oh, is that the um the Beauty and the Beast? Oh, is right. it beast or is it beastly? It's like yeah, it's like yeah, beast. I see, I see now, and like an adult fairy tale. It says. Yeah, it's like a take on Beauty and the Beast, and he is like, mm. I don't know, he's probably like a murderer or something, and she falls in love with him. She was also in that because um... girls like a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> murderer, murder, you say? Well, that sounds quite exciting. That, that, that's just like to fix. Yeah, I mean, at least also... the original beast had just been rude to a witch. Yeah. And yeah. beast far more attractive as a beast than a man. I know he's a right ugly nose. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. When he turns into a man, like oh, when he says oh, when he turns into a man, yeah. even Belle goes, "Hang oh, on a minute, yeah. give me is a second. Any I've chance Gaston is still alive? <laughs> Can you turn back into a beast. <laughs> oh, I don't want to turn back into a teacup. Yes, you will." The curse is back on. Oh, saw a stage production of uh, Beauty and the Beast once at the a theatre in Swindon. There was a little boy playing the cup, and they had him. They had he was obviously stood on a trolley, and they just wheeled out this trolley that was that had like a large, like like teacup on it, and this little kid's face, such a sweet little kid, and he had like a missing front tooth for his baby to come out, and he came out and he was just like couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I was done for like 10 minutes of that film. <laughs> Watching this literally... Were you pointing when you were laughing whilst you were laughing? Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. God bless him. Uh, Jesse Buckley is also in that Charlie Kaufman movie. Uh, I'm thinking of ending yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I never I never got around to seeing that. Um, but she was great in this. I think yeah. she conveyed so many different things in such a sort of great way. Uh yeah, and I think she kind of like held the film together for me, at least, because I was like, well, I kept thinking, like, where is this going? What, the, these visuals, I kind of see what it's kind of represent, what it's kind of representing. There was obviously stuff about the Earth and Green Man, and I think what's, what's his name? Before, before we even attempt on any of these themes, we've we've seen it in our reviews in the past, and I think we none of us shy away from it. Um, Laura, with your with your actual qualifications in film studies. You are the closest that we have to any legitimate empirical knowledge on academic study of a film that's going on here. Usually, we just make fun of things that we find funny. People do not come to Horror Hangout for your serious um, debate. We'll do our we'll do our very best. Um, but, yeah, I think I think there are good themes, but just talking on those performances, I think um, Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear quite possibly like career defining performances out of both of them i think they're phenomenally good i think they're really yeah. strong performances from both of them rory kinnear doing his best eddie murphy in the nutty professor of playing every yeah. character yeah. <laughs> hercules hercules the clubs what's their name uh but yeah, a, a lot yeah. of people said this is pretentious and I guess what they're doing is they're looking at the subject matter, the fact it's called men and the fact that it's very obviously, visually, there is a story being told there. There's some, there's a message being put across. But I don't know, I, I kind of felt like, because it was a, well, a well-made film, like it looked great, it sounded great, the performances were great. I could kind of see past those sort of, people said that they were quite heavy-handed, I don't know what you guys think, but in terms of so the... So I read a review that said, like, oh, my God, it's so obvious. It, like, hits you in the face with 
what it's trying to say. And I was just kind of sat there reading this review and I was like, look, it's 2022. And in America, women's bodies are being, the autonomy is being taken away from them. So I don't think with a film like this, you hmm. can be heavy handed because like all the stuff that's <laughs> yeah. going on at the minute is like, it's 2022 and we're still having to deal with this shit. So of course they're going to be heavy handed. <laughs> we're past the point of subtlety. That's <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more, Laura. I, I think that when it comes down to some of these messages, some people, maybe they do think that they might come across as heavy handed. But you know what I say to those people? Some people, thick as shit, you've got to be heavy handed because <laughs> but if, you, if, you, if you try to be subtle with these things, like people, like there were some people pass it by, oh, that was a good movie about, about, how, about how that man was actually several people with, with her husband in him. Um, like it's, um, it, you have to really go hard on those kind of messages. And I don't think the film suffered for it. I don't think it really lost any steps or any pace in doing that. And I think it still delivers separate and enjoyable at a very base level, good terror and some sustained scares off the back of it. I think if you wanted to look past the messages and enjoy it as a series of flashing lights and sounds, then, then you can. Then you, then you can if you want to, absolutely. But I still feel like mm. it's one of those discussions where, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, great point there, Laura, talking about, yeah, sure, it's, it's 2022. Yes, the the shit going on in America is is horrific. But also, like, even stuff that's happened in this country, you know, when last year, well, obviously it happens a lot, but when last year when people are dying, you know, being attacked, uh, sort of like in the capital and elsewhere, uh, and a lot of the conversations that are being discussed are, oh, yeah, but ain't all of us. <laughs> it's not... It's not all of us. We're not all like that. It's like, yeah, but that's not the correct discussion to be having. So the fact that if you if this is the way you want to face it, if this is the way you want to face up to this stuff, which is in a film that makes you feel uh, uncomfortable and makes you ask questions of yourself and makes you ask questions of, you know, half of the half of the species, then, mm -hmm. yeah, because I think I think, Andy, you made a point which was saying horror is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to make you feel a little bit you look inward i think a lot of horror makes you look inward a lot of good horror makes you look inward uh so yeah i think i think it achieves what it sets out to do in that way and sure you can break it down you can break it down as simple as possible you can say it's called men yeah every male character is played by a man yeah and they're all trying to kill this woman attack this woman right okay yeah i get it i mean that's the thing you can look at it from that perspective if you want but I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think that's a narrow-minded thing to do. And again, if you want this very basic approach as well, yeah, a lot of films right now are sharing, you know, some of these some of these messages because it's a hot topic right now. And as you say, horror as a theme should be confronting and encourage you to reflect on on these things. But if the worst thing that happens, and it can be for matters of gender it can be for matters of race it can be matters of sexuality but for being portrayed in a villainous light or showing some of the negative stereotypes that come from the dominant groups in any of these in any of these subject matters if the worst thing in your life is that you feel a little bit targeted or criticized by a film if that is the worst thing that's going on for you 
probably doing all right. You, yeah. you know, you are you are yeah. like, you know, again, let's make let's turn this sensible comment into a stupid metaphor, shall we? It's like Nickelback <laughs> and people saying Nickelback are shit. They're still filling stadiums. They're doing all right. I don't think Chad Kroger's crying himself to sleep at night that someone thinks that, that his band's a bit lame. He's, they got he's some riffs, fun. man. They got some riffs, Nickelback. Yeah. He's got a nice voice. <laughs> so I, don't, don't feel attacked, Chad. Sorry, Laura. You I think, though, that, like, I think that uncomfortability that it makes people i mean you guys can speak better on how it made you how it made men feel but like i think that uncomfortability is why it's getting bad like why it's getting a lot of criticism because people can't handle realizing that that they're still part of the problem Mm -hmm. rather than rather than taking it on board and going oh shit yeah that i am still part of the problem and challenging themselves they just can't they just can't handle it so instead they turn it outward and that's that's what it is because i imagine there's quite a lot of people that have seen this film and because there's a lot of like like virtue signaling that goes on where somebody's like i'm an ally or i'm a you know i support black lives matter i support women all this kind of stuff but then their actual actions don't match up to what they're saying like Mm. I feel like this film I think I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that feel very attacked because they're like yeah I'm such a feminist and I'm so for women and all this and all that and then if they watch this they're going to be like oh wait I do some of those things and then they're going to feel really attacked like especially Jeffrey who is like for all intents and purposes for the most part he's a nice guy Mm -hmm. but he's still threatening yeah. Like yeah. even even before he gets crazy, he's yeah. still threatening. Like when she's on her own in that house with him at the start, that's still threatening. And that's what women go through every single time they're on their own. Like that tension all the way through it is what women go through every time they're on their own with a man that they don't know. Yeah. It's it's and, interesting. And I like one of the things that you're talking about people reflecting on things and thinking, and we've seen a lot of these examples. I think that largely the majority of people on the street who you ask, they will immediately tell you that they don't believe in like violence, particularly you know long perpetrated like violence of men against men against women. But then you have that sliding scale, and the film touches on a number of these things. You know, you have your scene with the priest where. Um, you know, he looks at what Jesse Buckley's character might have done that that drove her husband to these actions. These mentions that he hit. Oh, what did you do? You know, sometimes that sometimes men do hit women, and it's not it's not a thing to be encouraged. But did he give him a chance to apologize? And that's one there of, of reflecting. I think some of the things that I reflected on most when I was watching it is um, some of the. I'm not sure I'm using the term microaggressions correctly or not, or but 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 some of the um some of the almost emotional abuse that the character goes through early on with the threats not of violence against herself um we'll come to it in fairly short order when her relationship with her husband is breaking down and he is clearly upset and that is a that is a reaction that someone would have and he says i'm going to kill myself and i'm going to kill myself and it will be your fault uh, and what does he what does he want? What he wants is for the relationship not to end. And it's exerting that control, not through 
the methods of physical violence or intimidation or financial control, which is, you know, another thing that people have to deal with. But, but that emotional guilt that's basically saying, if you don't do what I want, I'm going to take this action, um, which will effectively physically hurt me, will end my life. But you, but I am making you responsible for this negative action on me because I'm kind of making you a prisoner in this. And I have known people, um, people who had a great deal of time for growing up who I've seen, not in such actions, but like when they've had arguments with partners or when things have been going badly in their relationship they will take it out with themselves with some violent action to like injure themselves whether it's get into a fight or punch a wall or you know stop taking care of themselves as well and there is a very difficult line where that is a reaction of upset and grief of that person or intentionally or otherwise it is an act of controlling that other person to get them to establish a status quo again and come back to how it was before. And I think that's something that it's less, it's less commonly brought up, but it was something that I've definitely seen in the past and hadn't thought about it in that light historically. Sorry, well, I rambled uh, on there. Kevin from uh, the Harry Enfield show. That's his technique. Mm. I'll kill myself. I'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. See, that's when you have to be like Bender, though. Do a flip. <laughs> Do a flip. I'm gonna jump over there. Do a flip. No, I'm gonna land on a fence. Oh, <laughs> you idiot! You fucked that right up. Um, but I, I think with Alex Garland, like he's a good filmmaker, and I think good filmmakers are willing to present this subject matter in a way that does sort of make you make you think. Uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, does it but obviously with with race as as as, as a factor uh, Nia da Costa did it with the uh, Candyman as well so as a good filmmaker like I've, I find it was that a lot of the subject matter oh, but yeah it's fine to look at it and take it for what it is and go it means this this and this and it's it's ridiculous I'm not into it fine whatever but you know I think it poses a lot of interesting questions as well um and it's an it's there's never not a good time to have these conversations, um, especially in, especially like right now, the week it came out, the week Men was released, like all the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff was going down as well, which is like a perfect example of something where, you know, these gender roles, it's, it's such a complicated matter, such a complicated matter, but also everyone seems to have an opinion on it, where it's just like, these are people we don't know. And mm. for some reason, we're deciding to just all side with one person because and it's almost like dangerous the way people are almost at, i know it's a court case and of course evidence is being put forward but and it will get this is probably a discussion to have another time but i just find it strange i just find it bizarre that like without without even a question just the whole public and media have just all swayed sort of in one direction um and i've not really been following it so i'm not one to comment on the uh on the actual content of it but i'm just i'm just saying just from an outsider looking in that felt like really problematic to me and i don't know it felt like this this film the the fact that it's come out this week as well i think it's just it's probably going to strike a nerve mm. uh, and so oh, it, it should and so the, and so it should the um the the johnny Depp and amber heard stuff is really like problematic like the way the the switch 
in the way like Amber Heard's being treated because I feel like Amber Heard's getting it worse than Johnny Depp did before yeah. any, but before we even found out that she was like lying about certain things. But there's a um, a YouTuber called Princess Weeks and she does video essays and stuff on, like she does all sorts of video essays. She, she does about race, she does about sexuality, she does about, and it's all in media and like in anime and stuff. Um, but she did a, it was like an hour YouTube video about talking about the Amber Heard stuff. And it is really like, it, it's, it's wild. Mm. It is wild. <laughs> it is wild. It's it just wild. Shows, like, the, pre- the prejudices that like people seem to have or people or things that people confirm with little to no persuasion. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just like just saying, yeah, she's, she's, she's insane, isn't she? And I'm like, what? 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 I don't know. I don't know. Is she? I don't know. Did, were you married to her? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just don't understand. Um, but yeah, I think the point I'm trying to make is that this is this is probably a good time for a film like this to come out and sort of ask these questions. And again, you might want to just watch it for nice visuals and an interesting. Um, <laughs> what, what would you say? A siege film. <laughs> It's like a siege film, isn't it? It reminded I watched Dog Soldiers last week and I was a bit like, it reminds me of Dog, so- Dog Soldiers a bit. Just like, don't come Get in my cottage. Super glue. Yeah. <laughs> Get a super glue. Throw a hot pan of water on him. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I think he- you can watch these things and you can take them in in whatever method you want. And that's true of films, that's true of music, that's true of television, it's true of art. It could be anything you can appreciate things on whatever level you want. If you can choose to pay attention to the messages that the people that created them intended, you can enjoy them for their surface, you know, for the surface aesthetics and the production that goes into them. Um, you know, one thing you get to choose as an individual is what you take away from something. I don't think that the messages behind this film would um, reduce the really base level enjoyment of it as just a scary piece of entertainment. I also thought, like, despite the fact that some of these characters played by Rory Kinnear are obviously assholes, but also like fairly like well written characters in terms of representing things that I don't know if I've seen in film um, from like antagonists or anything like that. So you've obviously got one guy, Jeffrey, who's like the bumbling, slightly awkward, yes, a bit threatening, but also like he's the kind of guy who's like, oh, can't say anything these days, don't know what I should do in a situation where I'm with a woman on my own, I mean, oh God, it's PC gone mad, that sort of guy. <laughs> and then obviously a man of the cloth who's like clearly taken his own sort of prejudices um, into 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 a role like that and not, he's gone all these years and he's still not learned, you know, anything like that. And then uh, obviously the mani- manipulative ex-husband as well. I just know I, f- I felt like it really represented a, a, a wide variety a really interesting cross-section of dodgy blokes yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so um there are other people in there not a huge amount of actors um papa scd plays the husband james marlowe uh we get a few scenes with him and we actually got like, quite a, a big dramatic theatrical sort of scene between uh him and jesse at one point and then there's gail rankin who plays riley who's the who's the person who only exists inside a phone oh no she's, oh, yeah. she's, at, the, she's at the end she gets out of the phone at the end she is sheila the she-wolf in glow if you guys watch glow. so oh, she okay. is oh brilliant <laughs> um 
Who else we got? Uh, Sarah Toomey. Uh, oh, there's two police officers. Yeah, there's there She's are the other people. police officer, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, it start. It starts with so Harper Marlowe is played by Jesse Buckley, um, and she is breaking up with her husband or breaking up with her husband. She's serving in the papers. You've been served. I, I feel like I yeah, I open, it. Open, she has Wait, one at a time. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does say it. She, I think she says it in the bedroom. I think she says to him, divorce. "I want a divorce." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something really like something about the visuals in this scene. It's like the red, it's light. Sort of like golden yeah. hour, like sun kissed. Yeah. It's raining outside. It's like, is it like in London? Can you see the HMS theme or what's it outside the window? How much? Well? How much is that rent? Jeez, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, I um, I feel like it opens with her staring out the window with her mouth open, as if like yeah. she's really tired. Like a big yawn, and then uh, and then the guy just like falling outside the window, and it's like he looks at him and goes, "Oh, like oh, I recognise you." Oh, hey, yeah. Um, and then drops uh, us the window. I was yeah. kind of hoping <laughs> at that point. Oh, I wonder if this is just—it literally is a raining man film. Yeah, it's like raining <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> it's raining men. Yeah, because in this first flat, in this yeah. first bit visual we have, we don't. We don't get the conversation about the divorce until a later flashback. Right now, we just see that she's in the kitchen with a bloody nose, um, kind of having a cup of tea, looking upset out the window. And then, lo and behold, bloody chap falls by. He looks, he yeah. looks, he looks, he looks yeah. as surprised about it as she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's cleaning the window upstairs. Slips off. <laughs> well, this he is the thing. You kind of TikTok. like. He was doing a TikTok, silly bugger. He was like, oh, Ariel's gone. Better go and fix that. Slip your roof, it's raining. I think when he's trying to get like a signal on his phone. Jesus, where's that 5G? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. What's interesting though, is like this scene, you kind of, from these initial visuals, you're kind of like, okay, I can kind of understand what's kind of happening here. But the way it kind of just keeps adding more to it throughout the film, more context. It looks um, like they're in Mars or on Mars even. Like the red recall. light makes it look like the Total Recall land. Yeah. Which is why he... her face is so big at the start. <laughs> when, he, when he falls down at the bottom, <laughs> he lands on the floor, his eyes start coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jesse Buckley gets in the car. She's like, I had enough of Mars. She drives to, to Earth. And Earth is like really nice and green. And it's full of folk music. Uh, and also we get lots of... Actually, we get a really nice visual... Alice Garland's always got really nice visual, but it reminds me of the slow-mo effects in the Dread film, where it's like really saturated, iridescent colours, and we get the uh, dandelion seeds floating across the grass. Um, got little, yeah. I can't remember where to go, but they, they, the seeds everywhere. I think it's a, a metaphor for semen or man seed or something. <laughs> it's just yeah. splashing everywhere. It's all white getting on stuff. Yeah, uh, but it looks it, really nice. Get it all over the place when you blow them as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, getting in your it's getting in your mouth. <laughs> Doing that. I breathed it in. <laughs> she does that a bit later on. No wonder yeah. she gets freaking yeah. So when she's driving, so there's like a small she's driving to a village, a place called Coxon. Is that a real place? Was it called Coxon? Coxon. I hope it's called Coxon. First thing I noticed, she's really called Coxon. I thought you were joking. Cot Coxon. Oh. Also, okay. she's definitely doing the speed limit. I just kept thinking, bloody hell. If I was behind her, I'd be like, put your foot down. Jesus. 
Well, 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 those country roads are all like uh, national speed limit, and they're insane. They're about the one and a half cars width. They're like yeah. so many bends. Yeah. And people just fly around them. They're deadly. As, yeah, so people awkward, do cane it, and I always have someone behind me when I'm doing it as well. Because I'll be on a country oh, yeah, and like, pressure. I don't I don't live around here. And the sat nav's like, in an undisclosed distance, you must turn. And I'm like, okay, gotta be ready. And then someone yeah. comes absolutely hammer yeah. down up behind you at seven. They do the, they like, do oh, the drive, yeah. they do the drive every single day. They're like Colin McRae, like knowing exactly what, <laughs> yeah. what turns to the compass. They've got a blindfold the on. They've got a blindfold yeah. on and a guy next to them with a map go very long, yeah. easy, medium right, maybe. <laughs> Sega rally. Do a, do a bally roll. Get out of the way, Barrel roll. Yeah. <laughs> barrel roll. Um, uh, but this place looks lovely. It looks like a nice oh, place. So to nice. Es- yeah. Escape anything. You know, it's like uh where is country- it? Country house, a manor. Does it say hem something? Hertfordshire. They say oh, Hertfordshire. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. So, in lovely rural British countryside, the only thing that takes me out of this scene is no one with a no one's got a Ford Fiesta that clean. No one's got any car that clean unless that. unless she picked did... it up out the showroom on the way. You got it's that just on a three-hour drive. Well. Just on a three-hour drive. Don't tell me it ain't got where's some Where's all the kids? Where's all the Ginsters pasty crumbs <laughs> on the on the passenger seat? Just me? Yeah. One of your chocolate buttons has fallen has fallen like out of your hand when you're reaching for the bag and it's gone under you and it's now like you've got a chocolate oh. button that's melted to your jeans <laughs> and onto the seat. Yeah. yeah you could do. No way. That car yeah. should be an absolute shit tip. It was immaculate, that car. I was fuming about it. Um, Not even an air freshener in. Literally, <laughs> you've got no, like, oh. The one thing about me that it should be established for me as a character that I will not personalise a car, even in the least. She's like, I've yeah. driven to Hertfordshire with no shoes on, eating Toblerones. I mean, it could, be, it could be a rental. <laughs> I mean, she lives in London. She probably doesn't own a She lives in, like, not even just in London. She lives next to the River Thames in, like, a flat. Pretty sure she doesn't Mars. have a car. On Mars. What you, Luke, who'd, who'd you, what do you think you're doing making good points? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it. Europe car. So it's, it's a called. Europe car, yeah. but she hasn't got snacks on the way. Not even a tin. Okay, that's not believable. Also, I mean, she, she, had, because... she had them. She ate them. She stopped. Maybe She's one of the people because... that stops at the services, eats, and then puts it all in the bin before she gets back in. What maniac? <laughs> you know? what, Maybe she what, was the real maniac. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Ha- that's that's what they were doing. Well, she's really the maniac. Yeah, he deserves all of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just in a psycho with a reasonable clean car. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it's like yeah. an it's like an Airbnb scenario, isn't it? You'd take stuff with you as well, wouldn't you? Just to get you don't know where a local shop is. She doesn't do, 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 do. appear to be any local shop. She should have like you know, as the bags filled to the brim with yeah and Pringles Meringues. and. Like a token Correct. bit of fruit on the top because you're definitely going to have fruit when you're on one of these holidays. Caramel apples. <laughs> I've had one of my five a day. It's just through like three inches of caramel. Put uh, of grapes. Yeah, absolutely. I've had five yeah, apples today. Just nibble the caramel off. Just a bit <laughs> of skin. <laughs> just most of the apple. On. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so she does she... have because Jeffrey brings it in, doesn't he? Out of the yeah. car. Yeah, he, he brings does. the bags in out of the car and oh, yeah, there right. is stuff in it because he drops it all over the floor. Because he does the classic yeah. um man getting things from a from a boot of a car, like every bag all the way up his arms. All the bags are shopping, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. One trip. I'll do it in one trip, or I'll do it in one trip. 
Oh, oh like Hercules. You know, like, like it is, like the labors of Hercules. You're lifting them all up. You're like, you like that bit in, um, oh, is it Infinity War where Thor's like holding the two stars apart? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> carrying your shopping up the stairs. Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, so they've done a League of Gentlemen type thing to, to Rory Kinnear, haven't they, where they've made his, like... He looks teeth. like Tim, nice but dim. Big old teeth. I was going to say that. <laughs> nice but dim. Yeah. Tim, nice, Tim, nice but dim. I mean, um, he's, he's, he, he essentially is Tim, nice but dim, his character. He's, um, you know, middle class. I'm going to uh, suppose he's a, a Tory voting person. Um, and he, um, he... I don't know, he, he wears... The, the, the costume design is kind of spot on. He wears exactly what I imagine someone like him would wear. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the flat, the fleecy vest top thing as well when he goes out. Yeah, fleecy vest gilet. top, got a hat. Yeah, got a gilet. Yeah, <laughs> wellies. Yeah, his house looks great though. He gives him a little tour around the house. Says like, "Here's the." I mean, it it looks like an expensive Airbnb. Like we stayed in one that's quite nice, but this is like next level. It's like a cottage, isn't it? It's it's got two nice weeks garden. as well, but it's been apps. Oh, I forgot. She also before she goes in, she eats an apple. Yeah, oh, she yeah. Has, yeah. Has one, she does. Has one out of the garden, and that's your. Oh no, no, no! Mustn't do that. Scrumping, you see? Scrumping. He says scrumping. Have you ever twice. eaten a, a raw apple like that? A raw apple. Have you eaten a lot of raw apples? apples? <laughs> I only have caramel apples, but you don't know if that classes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, but I mean like a, uh, an apple straight from a tree or something like that. We used to have an it? apple tree in our garden. We used to pick them, look at them, and go, "I'm just going to get them from the shop." These are <laughs> oh, jeez! Wow. You didn't know you lived in the decadent West. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, they're just like they're all weird looking. They're full of worms. A lot like they do have like wormholes in them. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So you constantly think... Were they crab apples? Uh, they were pretty crap. That's why I didn't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Jake of the show. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what kind of apples they were, but they were kind of small um, and yeah, brown and yeah. Uh, yeah, they might have been crab apples because they're apparently poisonous, which is why That's... I've never eaten an apple only, straight from a tree. Only crabs can eat them. <laughs> <Only> crabs. <laughs> yeah. 
Crabs I actually think... really well designed to have apples if you think about it. They are shorter than trees, but if they could climb up, they could just snip them off. Pinch yeah. them off, yeah, snip them off. That's what they're for. That's the people before shears were invented. They just pick a crab up from the floor, hold it next to the apple, <laughs> squeeze, squeeze it, give it a quick squeeze. Where are you going? I'm going to the beach. What for? Get some crabs? What are you on about? Yeah, and that's the that's like like. Hum- symbiosis between crabs and humans. We can we can lift them up and they can snip the apples down. <laughs> wow. Did you have uh, crab, the crab out, Barbara? I fancy some apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> he rides it out. Don't know how big it is. Um, like a little stick holding it up there. Yeah. <laughs> have you been crabbing as a kid? When you get like the bucket, like a mm. um, like a little like little line in there, and you fish them out, crab line in. Yeah. What'd you put? What'd you put? A little bit of bacon. Something on the end. Yeah. <laughs> how little... do crabs know they like bacon? Crab <laughs> could go all in natural life and never meet a pig. I've alone seen SpongeBob. They eat burgers. Yeah. Oh my god, that's also yeah, a good point. True. Yeah. Mr. Crabbles owns a whole burger chain. Yeah. Crabs, I actually That's how they like bacon. <laughs> I understand crabs more than spiders and predators. Crabs you can kind of see their mouths. I just don't understand how spiders eat. If I could just work that one thing out, I'd be much happier in my life. Because well, they don't have like a mouth. Aren't crabs just they... like armor spiders? They're like king and armor king. Crabs are just armor spiders. Yeah. I forgot about King and Armour King. They were two different people. Yeah. Armour King should get his own stick, really. <laughs> I think Armour King is King. I'm also Fincher. King. No, but I'm King. Okay, I'm Armour King. <laughs> We've gone off topic. Sorry. So, so she eats the apple. She eats an apple. Goes in. Jer- Jeremy? He looks like a Jeremy. Jeff- Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeremy. He Jeffrey. says, no scrumping. Uh, and, then, and then he, he kind of leaves it to it. Um, and and as he leaves, uh, Jesse gets on the phone and then says to her friend, he's a very specific kind of person. So I think the archetype flavor is, is supposed to be there. Like these are archetypal, yeah. archetypal, archetypical people, men. Yeah. And he is. And he is. And he has the things, the things that really kind of throw her for a loop is that she, she's booked the thing in her married name. Because uh, she's not used to her husband being dead. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's booked it in a married name. Also, that's admin. Almost that. No, um, no. So she's booked it in a married name. She's like, oh, just just you, is it? And he also asks if she can play the piano, which she lies about because she can. Well, to be fair, like, what's going to say? Not only can I play, but I'm fucking pretty good at it as well. Yeah, actually, when she yeah. does play it later on. She's not <laughs> even like, she's like a grade eight pianist. Yeah. Like, Moonlight she's got Sonata all... cracked out. Yeah. Was that because so she just want she wanted to like end the interaction with him as quickly as possible? It wasn't like she wanted to get into oh yeah I could play piano or give us a song. I think I think it's like a, don't want to get into it. Want to get him out of the house as as soon yeah. as possible. Yeah, say what you want. Yeah, because like, he's a thousand percent one of. He, he's one of those people that would be like there forever if you just let them. Because I think that's why she didn't make him a brew as well. Yeah, she, she slams the door when he leaves. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Slam. Yeah. Don't hit your ass on the way out, Jeffrey. But yeah, he does no. something. He goes after the misunderstanding about her name and you know where's where's the where's hubby? He says, doesn't it? Where's hubby? Um, yeah. he goes, oh, silly Jeffrey, you stupid idiot. <laughs> give, yeah. him, 
gives himself a little burn on the arm. <laughs> it just yeah. gives himself a little burn, yeah. <laughs> little, little digs, pokes himself in the eye. Um, yeah. yeah. It, 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 you're absolutely right. That's the exact type of interaction that you have, that one party is desperate to end as quickly as possible. Even if the other person is trying to be nice, they don't take those cues yeah. that it'd be like, oh, this could, this could end a lot sooner for me, if you like. That's why you always choose an Airbnb with a self-checking. I want a key box. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, he says don't 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 bother don't bother locking the door because certainly very very safe around here. There's no naked men anywhere. There's no bad men to, to try no. and sneak in here. Bad men. Um. So she goes for like a a ramble, and I think this is the best scene of the entire film. Where it's, mm. it's it really captures that vibe of when you're you are just kind of going for a random walk and just like jumping in puddles and playing with trees and poking things. Because yeah. when you and, do, you do have those random moments as well, those random moments of uncertainty when you're on a walk, don't you worry a bit like, oh, where am out. I? Or what yeah, was yeah. that over there? What was that noise? Even though it's the middle of the day, you're still a bit like, whoop. And it captures the perfect fear when you were singing out loud and you thought you were alone. And you realise, oh, I've got no. someone stood right there. That pretty much that pretty much happened to me today. That exact <laughs> that exact thing. I was singing Kate Bush while walking up the stairs, and I was thinking, walking up the stairs. <laughs> acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the acoustics are amazing. Like just standing on the stairs, and I kept doing it, and then the whole time a postman was like struggling to put something through the letterbox downstairs. So oh, he must have. Not- I heard everything. Oh, no, it's I was not even... so bad when it's someone you know, like if, like even if your daughter cape... had been in. I was even doing yeah. the warble thing. Running up that hill. Like that. Window cleaners there. Falling falling down from the house above. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you. Yeah. When, he, when he like catch his eyes of her, that's because he saw he caught her singing. I just saw... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Were you just, were you singing? <laughs> he looked like he was singing. He can't have been singing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So this, uh, this is an amazing. It feels like I think I saw Mark Kermode say this, but the most of the film feels like a fairy tale, and this little walking yeah. section feels like an uh, going for a, a walk into the woods kind of a, a feeling. It, it's made. It's really well put together. Like it's so film. authentically done as well. Like I think great filmmaking because those of us in this country, we go on we we go on walks like this in this country, and I think for anyone who doesn't live in the UK, like watch this, I think perfectly recreated, especially when it even starts to rain. Like yeah. it is mm. sense perfect. I can I could have imagined being there and feeling that rain and the soundscape that's behind it. It's spot on. The only way is thing exactly is she what like, it's like it starts to rain and she hides under a tree and starts to wait. And I was thinking it's never gonna do end. that. It's never gonna end. You just need to can't do that in the UK, can you? Also, yeah. lightning. That's that's one. That's lesson one they teach you. Do not also talk to lightning. strangers. Also and then lightning. lightning will get you if you hide under a tree in a thunderstorm. Yeah. It always happens. Always gets <laughs> under a tree. It's looking for people under a tree. Guaranteed. Under a tree there. <laughs> get it. Paint, paints you like a target. That's where, tr- that's where lightning looks. Yeah. Um, but she finds <laughs> a beautiful tunnel that's in the back of Ben's background. Is it here. beautiful? It's so long. I don't know how. You it know, reminds I me thought... of. Gone. Sorry. I was going to say, like, uh, you who's played you, uh, Luke. You played Days Gone. 
horrible yeah. going into a tunnel and days gone just reminded me of that just like oh god do i have, have no idea what you're gonna find when you're mm. in there but this tunnel like it feels it felt i didn't really i don't know if it's a real place or if they'd somehow digitally made the exit look further yeah, away because yeah it's like in the middle well, of a mountain or something I went, I went on a cycle like a few weeks ago and I went through a tunnel like this and it's unbelievable like how pitch black it can get when you're in the middle of the tunnel. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't see my hands. I was walking and there were some people, I could see some people coming the opposite on the, way. On the handlebars, surely. <laughs> on the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> just doing no, no hands at the time. Literally. Oh, got no hands. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, I, could, fall off. I, could, I could see people coming towards me, which was weird enough because you're like, there's people, but like, I can't really identify them. As soon as I got closer, a dog barked at me in the pitch black. Shit, my pants. God, that's, yeah, that's terrible. Should have gone the offensive. Then you should have just started screeching as you rode through that tunnel. But she does the um. She does like a. I mean, as we all do, if you ever find yourself in an echoey place, you do it. You try out a note first. Huh? She finds starts with the root note. Of, I mean, she's a piano player. Obviously, she's a grade eight. I think. Actually, no. Yeah, she starts off with like a perfect. She starts off with a root note, and then she starts to do arpeggios underneath it and it i gotta say the soundtrack we haven't talked about this yet is epic like it's so good it's really really and good. this bit where these uh vocals start to layer up it's, it's so creepy and yet so nice to listen to yeah, it's really like haunting the only slight yeah. distraction was i was thinking about that scene from the grinch hello how are you i asked you first <laughs> <laughs> i'm an idiot you're an idiot <laughs> But it isn't the Grinch shouting back at her that she's an idiot. She is horrible Croman, sort of core at her. Did yeah. you did any did you guys notice on the top of the tunnel roof? Um, there's like that. So the top of the tunnel roof is like stained, but there's like four like long stains that look like shadows of like men. Uh, like right over the top of it yeah willies that's it <laughs> uh, there's, there's also just a big cock and balls spray painted on the side yeah. i don't know if you know Bloody it. Hell, this... <laughs> oh this imagery's a bit heavy-handed by alex garland what's it called men no i think about it like clean clean car is one thing a graffiti-less tunnel like that as well that's that's another one yeah. now i think if it's really taken me out of it like they're renting how this. is how is yeah, anyone is meant to know whose mom has slept with whom if it's not written on the if it's not written? <laughs> I remember going through a tunnel once and it said "Inhale my chicken," and that little <laughs> number. The one sure. that stood me. I realized in the digital age I could find out who this is. Sorry if I'm about to dox you, but in the 80s and 90s, on the underpass in Tamworth, on the way to the cinema, there used to be a famous bit of graffiti that said "Lisa is a tramp." To which another author had asked Lisa who, and the original poster had confirmed Lisa Outram. Now, I never knew as a child who Lisa Outram was or if she was indeed a tramp. Let's, um, let's have a look here. I'll try and find out while we continue. Page one news. She's a tramp. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, what are you doing? Are you Facebooking her or what? Yeah, I'll I'll right now. Yeah, Outram's not a real name. I, that feels like. I thought it was. I thought that was gonna be like a Simpsons style Bart prank phone call joke. Yeah, that's Lisa, what I, was, who... I was ready for that. No, there's only one Lisa Outram that I can see on on she's Facebook. On Facebook she's... she's a tramp. Well, she that proves <laughs> she's, it. She's she's younger than me, so unless she was a tramp in the past, then um, you know, before she was born. Um, 
there's different meanings to the word tramp as well, right? Yeah, I Some was thinking like, think, like um, yeah. homeless. That's where that's where my mind goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking homeless. Yes, yes, <laughs> I was, I was. I mean, what are the options? Is homeless or like? Hoa. Oh, I didn't yeah. think. See, yeah. I don't. I, I didn't, didn't even think of that. that. I thought it mean like unbrushed. Like, oh, you tramp. <laughs> I think it's maybe because, like, when my mum would like, oh, Keely, you tramp, brush your hair. Or, like, yeah. whatever my mum would say. She was very mean, my mum. <laughs> or, or if like, one of your mates steals one of your chips. My name's Luke. You tramp. <laughs> you tramp. Yeah. My name's Luke. <laughs> yeah, so what is it? It's like Crow Man. We only see him from really far away, and he just starts bumble- doing a weird bumbly run. Do we, do we know, was this someone completely different? Because it's obviously not the naked guy. I thought it was naked guy. It is the naked guy, but he's just he got clothes on then. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got he's got clothes on then, so it's this pre-nudity. Mm. Yeah, he strips well, down to take him up to. Uh, I mean, that's why he's completely got no hair as well. Aerodynamic. He has to try and catch up with them, get them clothes <laughs> off. He's actually yeah, he's just a cyclist who fell off on either side of the bridge. He's like, help, <laughs> please. Um, yeah, to begin with, I guess like when, before before he catches up with that. So he has to strip down. He's got the least aerodynamic clothes in the world. He's got like MC Hammer parachute pants, like a wingsuit, effectively. It's like it's just really <laughs> slowing me down. A massive heavy tweed jacket. <laughs> oh, come on. He should have waited. He could have been like the genie in Aladdin. He's like ten thousand years. <laughs> but running away. Give me no. in the neck. <laughs> no. She just takes off. She's missed out on pre wishes. She does yeah. take off. I mean, I think, I, what would you do in that scenario? I, I mean, would I know... take off. I would literally take If I have taken off in the same situation, I remember being at not quite as long a bridge tunnel as this, but get, I, before I went into a tunnel in this like industrial area, some lads, let's call them, which are like men, but younger, they were like waiting outside the tunnel. And as I went in my bag and works upon, I saw two of them start to stand at the end and the others run around to the other side. As if to try and like, trap oh, me inside. Some oh, some blooming yobbos trying to get I you. I legged it so <laughs> fast. Yeah. And made it, made See, it through. I, I survived, obviously. My instinct is fight, not fly. <laughs> what is so that, like? I probably would have waited diff- for that's him. That's a difference like, between you and Luke. <laughs> was like eight no, like with a gang. Lads, with a gang, yeah, not, fair enough. With a gang, I would have talking about normal people. Lads. But if just, yobbos. Just, <laughs> yeah so a gang like i would have run away but if it was like one guy running towards me i probably would have waited and then just like well if it, him. Uh, if it was, <laughs> you'd if have chosen one, the battleground one guy yeah i would have um gone back the way i came and then waited for him to come around and then, just then mugged him then mugged him yeah <laughs> that'll him, show him yeah. oh that's it go on the offensive you should have run towards the ones that are at the side and gone See you, lad. Your mates have run. Give me your wallets. They'd have gone, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me your wallets. All eight of you. Give yeah. me your wallets right now. Best fight I've ever seen avoided. It was outside. Once again, lovely Tamworth story. Outside a nightclub. This this guy was getting some trouble. These yous, yobbos, were trying to pick a fight with him. And he was like, all right, then, I suppose if we're going to fight, if you don't mind giving me a minute. And this guy just started, like, limbering up. He was doing some proper wow. stretches. <laughs> he was really he was, like, cricking his neck. He was really getting ready. He said, okay, ready. If you want to, if you if we're going to fight, let's do it then. And these guys were, like, backing off. You're lucky, mate. You're just lucky that the bouncers <laughs> over there would probably, if they noticed 
as being <laughs> probably a pin yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you're just you're just very lucky. And he's like, no, he said you wanted to fight me. No, now I'm yeah. ready. But this could have been you, Luke. Well, I, I was in a similar story in Mansfield. I was in Mansfield Town Centre, just staring around cornlessly like I normally do. And one of the guys from they were called the Millennium Crew, if you believe it, he came over. And then he was like, Millennium Crew? Was it Robbie Williams? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> it was, they were like, the, uh, they were inline skaters as well. So you knew they were hard. The Millennium Crew. <laughs> inline skaters as well. Not like. <laughs> he, he came over to me and he was like, What are you looking at? Uh, and I honestly didn't know. I was just spacing out and I tried to explain my position. I'm a gormless. This is my natural way I look around. And then as he was essentially started on me, this chavy guy. Sorry, nothing against chaps. A lad came over to me as well. And the Millennium Crew guy said to him, All right, mate. And then he said, I'm not your mate. And then they got they got into it with each other. And as they were yeah. just like screwing up, slipped I just away. Kind of slipped away. <laughs> <laughs> and I took their wallets. Yeah. <laughs> and I took their bloody wallets, mate. That's what he did, like, the, did, the, did the other youth come up and say, you Millennium Crew. I don't think Y2K bug exists, mate. And he was like, oh, fucking yeah. That's my whole Excuse thing. Me. Are you are you Millennium Crew? Yeah. Well, we're the Millennium Crew. All right. Oh. I think he's still in the Millennium Crew. Twenty twenty two. The Millennium Crew. The Millennium Crew. What a what a what a record. What an album. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, this guy chases her out the tunnel, and she pegs it uh, and misses her yeah. turn because she sort of came down like a little um, like a cut in, I guess, that came from near the house. This is a turn. Sat navs in the countryside. It's never yes. worked. Never turn worked. Less than 100 yards. When? And she finds herself at a brick it. wall, like Wiley Coyote. Like oh, the, yeah. a brick wall has been painted in the thing and you can't, you can't get out. It looks like a I military mean... base or something. Like it's, uh, it's mm. like a closed off door thing yeah. on, the, on the tunnel wall. It's been bricked up. So she just sort of clambers up the hill because she hears like the cacoring in the distance. Yeah. Uh, she climbs up, finds like an abandoned house, which is still quite it's a tense scene. It's quite spooky because there's it's one of these things, years of watching films, you're kind of semi-trained to as looking at the corners of the screen, seeing is there something there? Is something coming behind her? Is there a Rory there? Two Rory's at once from opposite sides of the screen. <laughs> heads in. <laughs> Two cheeky little Rory's. Um, are we supposed to think that Rory Kinnear's face would be if if um Harper stumbled across any any women in this in this movie. Would they also have Rory Kinnear's face? She meets no, because she, she meets, meets a women or two, doesn't she? And a, they're fine. A women. Oh yeah, of course. The um, police yeah, woman. the police officer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that yeah, that makes more sense. So she gets um, to the abandoned farmhouses, and then she's like, "Oh, thank God for that!" And then she looks, and it's like a really pretty, a better like post-apocalyptic looking farmhouse. She goes to take a picture on her phone, and that's when she spots. The little naked fucker right in the photo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what Loud and proud. Doing? Yeah. Well, proud. Um... Standing there like a meerkat watching over the <laughs> over the prairies. <laughs> Was this, do you reckon Rory Kinnear did this legit? Got naked or do you reckon he had a yeah. stunt, stunt dong? Stunt dong. I mean, it looked pretty spot on to me. <laughs> what, I ima- <laughs> what I've imagined many times in my head. Yeah. Oh, Rory Rory. When I watched um, Black Mirror episode one, I was like, "Yeah, that's the kind of penis that was going in that pig." 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Fucked a pig. Yeah. Oh, you see him talking yeah. to James Bond is an absolute pervert. We need someone yeah. who's willing to put themselves in these horrendous situations. Rory, sure. Got Come to on, do that. Rory, get involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just standing there, naked as the day, looking a bit sandy, a bit muddy. Yeah, he's got a couple of scratches and stuff as well. Yeah. It's then brambles. He'll get you in the yeah. country, so you've got to be careful. Then brambles ripped all his clothes off as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, because she, she went up through the bushes. Maybe he just found it like an even thing, like an even thornier root. Oh, is that blackthorn? Well, she must have come this way. I'm going to ask these directions. I'm going to have to go through. That was that sound, that calling sound. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> spiked. See, what he did is he went through the Snow White forest where the trees were all grabbing him, yeah. like just taking his clothes off as he was going. Yeah. <laughs> o- officer, honestly, I'm not a stalker slash... Uh, <laughs> I'm not a naked stalker. Uh, the, the, the fawns just ripped all my clothes off. That's it. Oh, okay, that's a likely story. <laughs> So like like going a bit. He's like, yeah, it was the Snow White Forest. Aha, of course. Yeah. But he doesn't um, seem to say a word either, does he? He's a, he's a mute as well. Yeah, so she just mm. kind of walks briskly away. Yeah. Yeah, just... she goes, goes back to the house, doesn't she? Um, and then she video calls a mate. I don't know if she... Uh, to tell her exactly like, what happened, there was a naked bloke. And then there's, there's the bit where she's walking around the house. And it's kind of like the Austin Powers scene where whatever they pick up or move is in the way of Austin Powers' penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like standing Jokes. behind a watermelon and... Eating, eating a sausage on a fork. <laughs> <laughs> very, very tastefully done. Is this the bit when she, whenever she seems to mention certain things to a friend, like whereabouts she is exactly? Oh, yeah. A little Rory... Like the, the phone goes event horizon. She gets a little bit of Rory yeah. Kinnear, like a like, and it goes all do valley. Yeah, <laughs> that was quite creepy. But like to the point where you'd yeah. be like, that was beyond strange. It wasn't just like, oh, that was a bit weird. It's like that isn't that, there's a difference between bad signal and brief connection with hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell that to Vodafone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so. It was every time she, like, turned from a window. And then yeah. literally just as she turned, he was there. And it was yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> he was looking in the house like he wanted to rent it or buy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was lovely, isn't it? A little piano I much on there be a bit? Got a piano in there? Come on, hell. Yeah, and he, I like, and he, I like he, his little pensive. Oak, oak, oak fireplace. And this is where we get, we'll come to it to close off later on. She says, look, if there's any wrongans around here. Let me know and I'll chop I'll chop him up with Chekhov's axe back there. She goes, Chekhov's axe? I didn't know there was an axe here. Yeah, it's just there. Oh, under yeah. under the ch- under the sign that says Chekhov's axe, but we'll come to it. But I was surprised by the But I don't the think axe. that axe was there before when she first went in. I think mm. that was there after she'd been for a walk because I think Jeffrey has been back in the house and yeah. cut up some wood for her because you said there was wood and plenty more if she needed some more he mentions it but maybe Uh, put in some more this is definitely going to be worth a second watch i think (laughs) there's more to pick up on this i think there's a lot of subtle detail we probably didn't get and again so again one of those in the cinema can't make notes 
one of those subtle like microaggressions if that is the case of someone who like doesn't respect her sort of privacy or anything like that and he just like lets himself in and decides to cut up some wood so yeah um how does she see naked man in the garden does she just turn and go just steps out the front door right and he's just there like yeah all right right. we didn't say that uh but yeah when she goes back in and (laughs) locks the door he tries to reach for the letterbox yeah, like like that's uh, like me when I'm uh, when I go home and I'm first in Alaska before I can lock the door. Oh um, yeah, I love that. I love doing that. <laughs> drops. It's like uh, Marv in Home Alone when he puts his shoe through the letterbox and drops it. Oh shit! <laughs> Pulls it back through. <laughs> puts his head through the cat flap. The Hello. Just Hi, Jesse Hello. Buckley there. Jesse Buckley there <laughs> yeah. with a with a BB that gun. Happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It would have been a lot less threatening if that hand would have just gone through and it would have gone, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight. Literally, this later, guy is never going to put his hand through a letterbox ever again. He might not get the opportunity to, but my God. You know when you're like, I might not put my hand through that letterbox. There might be a dog there, you know, if you had a paper round. You didn't want mm. the dog to, to bite you. This horrific. I was like, <gasps> Yeah, it gets brutal. Uh, yeah. It is. Maybe that because it goes it goes all right this time. Maybe yeah. you get a bit of hubris. It needs to go wrong once, and then you'll never do it again. Then you never yeah. you'll have the thing on. You'll have you'll, yeah. have a, you'll have a hand made of wambar before you know it. Um, <laughs> but for now, it's it's fine. She just calls the the police, and they wow. come and they they arrest him. And this is where she meets a a female police officer who goes, "We've got him now." But that was a bit spooky. Dusty bloke coming in, and he's and the police the police officer Roy Kinnear is a proper southwest bloke where he's just like yeah don't worry about it yeah he's a he's a bit nut nutto and he yeah don't worry about it yeah. felt very hot fuzz in this moment yeah yeah very true uh, um, and I think it's time to the church church time it is it is church time do we have a little flashback in between do you have a flashback in between where we get the I Probably. guess more of a reveal reveal of the husband saying, yeah, if you want a divorce, I'm going to kill myself and it'll be mm. your fault. Really, like, it almost theatrical sort of Shakespearean soliloquy sort of monologue scenes almost with the, with the delivery of the, from the husband in particular, who goes through what, like really like single room emotional performances. What a great negotiating tactic though, right? I'll kill myself. I will. Oh, you convince yeah. me. I um, actually really didn't enjoy it, but I, I uh, Jesse Buckley's response to that uh, initially kind of like um, shocked and then like uh, offended, offendedly yeah. sad. Like, just how could you even bring that up? And then like just kind of angry at the end. Um, I know it was, it was really good. To, she did a lot within like I think it was in about two minutes that scene. But it felt yeah. like uh, a lot was was being processed on screen. It was really good, really great emotional scene. And this sort of saying, I think this is one of the bits that some of the things that you don't see, um, you know, as much as you see the the violence and the misogyny, that part of the, you know, a different form of abuse. Like, what can you expect someone to do if you threaten things against yourself? It's an emotional controlling technique to have someone say, well, you've got to love me, otherwise I will kill myself. Um, mm. 
I, I think it was a really interesting take and I've definitely known known people and have seen examples of that in in relationships that you've seen which is you know it, it also, horrendous when you reflect on it and see it played out in terms of like a, a technique to sort of give us um some background and an understanding to these two characters without needing to show us much is just that it's just that reaction you understand why she obviously wants to divorce him why he seems to have this manipulative um technique to try and yeah without needing to show us all the problems that have come previously we understand in that moment that yeah got gotta get out of there or him yeah. get out of there get out mate i'd certainly divorce him it's yeah. so good as well because like as a as a as an audience member you're you're shouting at her like we'll tell him to like well i was anyway well not physically shouting because i probably would have got kicked out of the cinema but <laughs> you're like <laughs> do it you're like just tell him to do it then just tell him, do it. Okay, then yeah. do it. If you're gonna do it, do it. See you later. But then, but then he, but then he does it. Then but then, he... well, he doesn't. I don't. Think, he doesn't. Really. Well, no, so, well, no, he we, doesn't. We, we don't know if he if he intended to slip or not. Well, we might as well bring it straight in now because this plays out in the church, right? Because she sees this flashback before she discusses with the priest, or as she's discussing with the priest at the church, that their argument, their argument escalates. He comes downstairs and she's texting her friend, Sheila the She-Wolf, um, that he's frightening. And he snatches the phone, sees that she's messaging. It goes off. Uh, he says, unlock your phone again. I want to read the rest of the messages. And again, another great example of like controlling behavior. You want to see the contents of someone else's phone and those conversations that are about you, not with you. Um, and she refuses to unlock her phone. He hits her she throws him out of the house and as she reveals to the conversation with the priest in just a minute um he goes upstairs and forces his way into the flat upstairs with the neighbors and then the thing that we that us the audience she the character never learns is did he mean to kill himself as he threatened to just a little while ago or did he slip I mean, he looks surprised as he falls past, but we'll never know whether it's just, you know, because falling is quite surprising. I think that's what's so, like, relatable about her as well, because even though, like, even though, like I said, like, as an audience member, you're like, tell him to just fucking do it then. Like, just just get rid of him. You Like, in real life, you know you could never... Mm. be that you could you couldn't do that to somebody because the guilt would mm. would weigh so heavily on you yeah. um and that thing that bit when she's saying like she doesn't know if he was trying to get down to get back into the apartment or if he did actually jump she like obviously she doesn't know that's what's weighing heavy on her yeah and it's impossible yeah. for her this to know right especially these yeah. are the threats he was making she says in the moment he was falling it looked like he looked at her and he saw her and she's like would that even be possible like if you're falling at that speed um so, so yeah i mean they'd be blurry yeah. but you'd still see him um, so, and then he lands he doesn't land on a nice soft oh yeah we grass. reveal how he how he landed it's weird that no one's about it's like london it's like right in the river yeah, Thames. There's, it's there's a no weird light. sort of 
Yeah. Did you almost feel like I got this? I don't know. Like, I don't know lock, if that lockdown vibe. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's lockdown. And everyone's everyone's in. You're right. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's a bit of a state, isn't he? He's got stuck on the railings. Well, yeah, I think it's so. He's broken his ankle, and he's landed yeah. like on the, that, that. That's horrible, isn't it? Like the foot. The railing has split his arm in two, and his head's all smashed up. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have gone I mean, down myself. He looks really poorly. He looks right poorly. Right poorly. <laughs> yeah, incredibly poorly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then obviously when she's telling the the priest, priest or vicar. Is there a difference? Well, she meets. She has this flashback, and I think we've we've covered two flashbacks in one. We see one, and we yes. see her, you know, physically screaming in the in the church, and we see that the vicar kind of pops his head around as a look at her, and then and then leaves, and then she meets yeah. the creepiest Kinnear so far, Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> Monroe Mast, little boy. Deep sort of sex doll masks, deep, deep face, little boy. Did they have that mask on him because they're like, it looks pretty naff with his face on a kid. Let's make him have a mask the most for the most part. Don't even Maybe. take the mask his, off. His chin is too. It looks like you know when you do like a face swap app, and it like if you've got a beard, it kind of cuts off the entire bottom of the face because <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. The beard. That's the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. It just doesn't look good. Like you'd see that and go, yeah. We gotta try something else or cut it out completely because it looks is... like an Instagram TikTok filter. Like it yeah. looks as like not even as good as some of the ones I've seen. But also, time. like it's not a kid's voice; it's Roy Kinnear's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I mean, because I mean, it's still Roy Kinnear, but yeah. like, it, it, he's doing like a bit of a kid's voice, isn't he? Like he's all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. What are you doing? He... You want to play hide and seek with me? You're just... a dickhead. It kind <laughs> of me. It kind of makes him creepier. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, obviously yeah. he's not that the boy is not he's not a kid kid, he's not a like eight year old kid. That's he's clearly like a teenager, like mm, yeah. m- maybe like early teenager, but he's still a teenager, and that's I think that's what makes it even more creepy mm. because it's like the man that he's going to turn into. Yeah. Another great, yeah. another great thematic thing, isn't it? That like he is a a character presented as a young boy, and it's good this interaction between him and the vicar character. Because at first it's like, why do you want to play a game of hide and seek with me? Because too old for hide and seek, mate. And then the vicar comes and says, you know, you go and he goes, piss off to the vicar. And the vicar, he's a cool vicar. He's like, you first. He's like, fuck. Yeah, you have me there. You have to Oh, like... he's absolutely got me. So I'll go, then he just does a quick 13, turn. mate. Don't play hide and seek. You're going to play football, you weird little freak. Go and play not COD. A, not a people, yeah. <laughs> Take the go mask off. Where'd you Jesus. get that mask from? You are not growing up right. It's probably one of the so Fortnite. <laughs> probably one of the Fortnite characters he's dressed as. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be yeah. off doing doing some TikTok dances dressed as dressed as a Fortnite. And then he'll and he says to her as he's going, like, stupid bitch. Like you bit. Piece of shit! <laughs> don't let him have the last word. Like he's been absolutely schooled by the vicar who told him he had to piss off first, and he's like, "Stupid bitch." If I was that kid, I'd go. If you were that, if you were, you know, Jesse Buckley, you'd, you'd say something to him. You can't let him get away with that. Yeah. Just walk well, up behind him as a grown-up, feel... kick him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's. Um, this is another bit that will make people really uncomfortable. 
because even though the vicar tells him to piss off, the vicar's still complicit in the way that he treats mm. Harper because he, when, like, he, he scolds him a little bit, but not a lot. And mm. it's clear what that kid, that, like, it's clear that that kid is being creepy on purpose with that mask. And, like, the vicar just sort of excuses that behaviour straight after. And he's just like, oh, he's only a kid. He's just he's just messing about. And it's like, well, he's not only a kid and he's not just messing about because he's learned that from somewhere. Mm. And by excusing that behaviour and not challenging it, you are complicit in the culture that is ongoing. Yeah, because he grew up feeling exactly the same, right? That that was a yeah. fine thing. His dad has also got a Marilyn Monroe mask. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Batman it's villain. A, no, like his dad's got the Frank, the Frank head. <laughs> The Frank side oh, yeah. bottom head. Like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like the uh, like the boys will be boys sort of attitude that seems to get applied to, to kids of a certain age and um, doesn't potentially to, to girls. I thought that when those lads were trying to mug me, oh, boys will be boys. Has he got the knives Boys will be boys, God. Repeatedly. <laughs> oh, well. Let them have their fun, eh? Let, Let them have their fun. Have. Go on, Dad. It's only a little scamp. knife word. Ruffle, ruffle his hair. Go on, then, you little scamp. Have your Jaffa cakes and run. As he pulls a knife out. Go oh, you little, you little silly, <laughs> silly sausage. Silly yeah. sausage. You go to the police station, bleeding to death. I'm afraid there's a bit of mischief going on down the, down the lanes. <laughs> yeah. That's when you should have pulled your spoon out, Luke, and done a... You ever played knifey spoony before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knifey spoony. That's not a knife. This is a knife. No, that's a spoon. Oh yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> I do love I do love when Simpsons references come into the show, obviously. <laughs> I've had a lot of Simpsons on my mind. In fact, I was earlier thinking about Frank Grimes for no reason at all. It's oh, like yeah. Frank Grimes deserved better. Real Good old grimy. <laughs> yeah. Um so you're right. So the the priest is pretty complicit and excusing of the boy, and then they have this conversation. We have the full reveal of what of what happened in falling from the roof and never knowing if it was a suicide. And then the priest goes from quite a supportive, if a bit leg feely, um, oh, yeah. character. That, see, that was that was yeah. It's a... quite uncomfortable, isn't it? He's a feely um, man as well. When she leaves, he likes to like rub his fingers on. On the grains of the bench. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but that was weird. That almost felt like he was trying to feel the warmth of where she was sat. Well, later on he's like doing something else, oh, like he's no. feeling up the walls and stuff. He's a very touchy, touchy priest. Yeah, he's too, he's too touchy, is this yeah. priest? But then he it's has a bit of a touchy. has a bit of a turn. <laughs> he's like, sexy. I think they're a tag team. Yeah. <laughs> Get rowdy. Um, <laughs> but he um. He kind of says, "Well, did you did you give him a chance to apologize?" Because he basically then immediately has the flip that it is her fault. She should have let her husband apologize for for hitting her. You know, yeah. and he says, "Oh, you know, sometimes men hit their wives. It's not a good thing, but it's also not again not it's a bad a, thing. It's, it's kind of it minimizing bad minimizing <laughs> the impact, isn't it? He's like saying, oh, you know, yeah, like he's, like he's standing on like, someone's foot and saying." You should have. You should get your foot out from underneath my foot, please. Yeah, like he, he tries to minimize the issue. So he says, "Oh, you know, yeah. he's 
he did hit you, which is which is naughty, but you know, it's, it's not he's not he's not Gaddafi, is he? He's not like Yeah. Um did you, did you let, Hitler? Did you let him, That's what he you, says. Yeah. He's not Gaddafi. He's like, yeah, he's not it's like, come on now. He has you know, he has done that he's not Robert McCarthy, he's not he's not absolutely ruined things. He's just you know, did you did you let him say sorry? Which again is minimizing the issue it's making out that anyone like should be forced to forgive anyone for anything if mm. you if they've done something terrible to you um and but then she reacts, kind of she makes it feel guilty best, she reacts in the best way which is fuck off and just leaves yeah um, piece of shit she says piece of shit she runs away. Piece of shit. i'm a man <laughs> of the cloth everyone <laughs> leaves that church calling that priest a piece of shit Maybe that's why he's so touchy. He's a man made of cloth. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> man of the cloth, of a touch. I'm just gonna feel your warmth before you after you leave. Yeah. He like he loves sitting on a warm toilet seat after someone else has been on it. Oh god, I oh. hate that. That's the ghost of the list. <laughs> it feels like you're sitting on someone's lap, doesn't it? Whereas he's like, mmm. I'm <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Very good convincing yeah. priest energy. He's got like a like this is clearly mold on an actual priest they've met. He's a cost between a, a great kind of priest model and the, the spider scientist from arachnophobia. <laughs> Quite yeah. a softly spoken. I was just trying to yeah. think he's got like the the long silvery grey hair. Um and he's got like a side parting, I think, right? Is that Lank, how he looks? Lank grey. Yeah. He's like got a Prince Valiant, hasn't he? Yeah. It's slightly wavy, it's definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, she tells him she tells him to fuck off. Does she go back and pretty much tell Sheila the she wolf on FaceTime about all the shit yeah. that's going down? And I also, think Sheila's like know... saying, I'm gonna drive there. That's oh, yeah. that's after yeah. she gets back from the pub. First she goes oh, to yeah. the pub and continues to have an absolutely shit one. So she's what been what were you going to say then, Luke? Sorry, it felt like you were going to... Well, I was going to say, in the church, there's uh, a green man statue. And on the other side yeah. of the statue is like a fertility thing. Um, and <clears throat> we keep we cut back to it quite often. And, mm. uh, you know, I'm pretty sure the, Roy, the naked Rory Kinnear is the green man. Yeah. Um, and she is the fertility statue, I guess. We get lots of shots, and it looks very ominous. So it's very important. Mm. Um, very but, ominous, very folk horror. Ah, a lot of the lighting as well. The the, the way the, the lighting mm. from the London flat suddenly appears in the church, the Mars lighting. Yeah, that's turns red. That that's really effective. But it's only on one side, isn't it? It's only on the facility yeah. side that it's red. It's when it's the green man side, it's the green of the surrounding area. Women are from <laughs> Mars, yeah. men are from Earth, as we all know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Earth men. Yeah, so there's obviously Mars a lot lady. of lot of stuff like that, all the fertility stuff, the yeah. nature, um, twigs and yeah, leaves and shit, twigs there's and berries, of close up, twigs and berries, stream. some of them in there, <laughs> meat and two veg, some of them in there belonging to Rory Kinnear. When she walks into the pub, it is a proper being John Malkovich moment, where you mm. see all of the. All, all of the Kinnears look at tend to look at the same. So time. all the Kinnears, you've got like there's like a Chav Kinnear, bartender, bartender, Snooker Kinnear, 
Snooker canoe. Like an eighties mullet canoe. Yeah. Yeah. Tip rack canoe. And then like you've a, got kind um, of troll troll looking um barman kind of canoe. Yeah. Who... <laughs> yeah. And then the police officer comes in and says, All right. Yeah. And uh have let him go, mate. <laughs> I've let him go. No, nothing no no char- couldn't charge him. Nothing, no grounds to charge him. I had to let him go. Yeah. Uh and she's like, What the fuck? Um, I Jeffrey's there. And this is when she says, "Order a drink." He's like, "No." Oh, so insistent on buying a drink as well. What? What did she say? Sorry, yeah. it's gross. It's gross. That's that's when she that's when she says um, to him, "But he's been stalking me." And the police officer yeah. says to her, "He's you've seen him twice. I'd hardly call that stalking, but we and we don't know if he saw you. You've just seen him twice." Yeah, at the house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, in I, my I post feel, box. I feel the, the severity of the severity of number of times you've seen him. It's true. If if you'd seen a person twice and you'd seen them twice, then maybe they're not stalking you in real life. But if both times you've seen that person, they were naked, and the second time they tried to get into your house, I reckon that counts. I I reckon I that know. counts of seeing someone like 50. That's times 50. That's a multiplier that's come in there when they've been naked and tried to get into your house. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's all in your head. I think you're just uh, over-egging it. <laughs> it's just just nice... women being hysterical. He's just a nice naked man. <laughs> What's wrong with a nice naked man? He's just a nice man, naked man. I mean, take it as a compliment. I would, the yeah. stalking. <laughs> yeah. You could stalk Some anyone people don't in this get town. Stalked. I, no yeah. one's going to stalk me. You see me complaining. Oh, I'd love, but he'd love the attention. Tell you, lonely. Uh, um, a good stalking. That's right, yeah. But he does like, He's basically going, yeah, so we couldn't charge him. We gave him a set of trackies and put him on his way. Um, set of trackies. But they were like, we got some stuff in the lost hoppers. property. He went yeah, straight back through the same home. bush on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> some of the bowls poppers that go, that go all the way up to the top. So... Yeah. She has had enough of it, and again, I think that oh, it is an uncomfortable thing. And when you see it reflected in this film, like the Jeffrey insisting on buying the drink and then taking it out of her hands and telling the the barman that her money's no good here, and basically saying that she loses that choice whether she's going to have a drink bought for her or not, he is going to do it. And it kind of implies that she has mm-hmm. to spend time with him now. And when you go to a pub like that, sometimes you just want to be completely on your own in your own little world with a book or something. Um, So I think she goes home. This is where things kind of start to ramp up uh, in the scary. The half hour of madness is approaching. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like there's a tension ramp up and then it goes to more of a surrealist kind of ending. But I mean, so the stuff... I mean, it really, Alex Carlin completely knows. I'm sure he's had this ha- have it at his house many times. There's a real fear with security lights turning on and off in your garden. Like you, <laughs> yeah. when, if you go into your gardens and the security light turns off suddenly, it's terrifying. And then when it comes yeah. back on, it always feels like something's going to appear or, or disappear. And the bit where, so she sees a policeman stood there. She's like, what's wrong? Uh, and it seems completely not, well, not normal, but a bit weird. They just stood there silent. She's like, what's going on? Something happened, I think she says. And then yeah. the security light turns off because it's on a timer um, and it just disappears. 
and I think it comes back on, and it's we it's see a snooker the one. snooker fan running to imagine seeing Tyrons into snooker, <laughs> snooker in your man. garden. God, <laughs> snooker in you, snooker in you tonight. Big break. Yeah, so Big Jim, break. Jim Davidson. <laughs> yeah, Jim Davidson. Rory Kinnear. He's got the snooker spider um, yeah. and the yeah. and the and the, tri- and the triangle. He's legging at her, so she shuts the door. Yeah. Um, and then it's Buddy. Um, we hear him. He sounds like a snooker break when he hits the door. <laughs> now, <laughs> is it at this point that we have um, Jeffrey turn up again? Jeffrey. Sort of. Not just yet. There's a, uh, a really scary stuff happening with the. Um, so she hides behind a kitchen island, and then we hear like people banging on the on the windows and patio doors and stuff. And then the, something flies in. Well, something it's smashes a crow the in window. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, then, like, it, it feels chair. like someone's breaking in. A chair like fl- like flies across the kitchen floor towards her, and then gets pulled back away from her. And that seemed really scary as well. Like someone's breaking in. Yeah, and she's like, "Fuck off!" Like she's got a knife. Um, and then that's when uh, Jeffrey turns out. Yeah, she's banging at the door, out. and then. But yeah, the banging at the door, which is supposed to be Jeffrey, like just checking what's wrong, is so aggressive. Like, so all these things that are happening, it's almost, again, like like Jeffrey's like gaslighting her into thinking that it was, oh, I was just a crow. Don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll rig it. I'll rig it's neck. Don't yeah, worry. He don't, rings, the, don't ring, rings the crow's neck and then he goes outside and he does some great theatre where he's like, now, listen here. Uh, if, uh, yeah, if anyone's bit... throwing crows through this window, it's not going to sit well with me. So yeah. throwing crows. There's also a bit where he's like, "You're a big flipping softy," and she's like, "What?" And my dad used to say that to me. Oh yeah, you're a big softy who has all the who has absolutely none of the was was he? Said? Yeah, none all the qualities of a failed military man. Yeah, yeah. this is what my dad used to say to me. But now I'm going to go out and give them what for? Okay. But I did if get there into was, the military. If there is a yeah. scary murder out there, it'll go. Oh, I'm leaving. I can't be can't be dealing with this. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey's not happy with me. I am not messing with him. I don't even know what happens from this point on. So, you keep flicking to different different men. Yeah. So the lights go off and Jeffrey disappears, and it's naked man again, and naked. he blows he blows dandelion seeds. In her oh, face, yeah. and she breathes one in and goes all wampy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, obviously the fertility um, imagery is 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 pretty prominent at this point, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I thought maybe something was going to happen where Ramadan... I thought she was going to get captured or in some way possessed or put into a you know some kind of ritual, and maybe it was that all of these different Rory's were actual separate entities but what happens is that they she slams the door and having got away with it once the guy puts his hand through the puts his hand through the letterbox again and in what a kind of to achieve he should have done like the, a little face on his hand but it's a little roaring face <laughs> so. like uh what's she called from when Cartman Gen- doesn't Jennifer handle Lopez. South Park. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> um, and, he, um, and he puts his hand through and he kind, she kind of, in a dreamlike state, she kind of caresses the hand a little bit and holds it. 
but then I think he pinches her hand a little bit too tight. She sort of comes to again and just whacks a knife through him. So yeah. I think that bit with the before before she stabs him, I think it's really interesting. Um because sorry for rambling. This, I think I think it's I think it's really interesting because it's like everybody else has been telling her that he's he's harmless and that he's not he's not going to do anything he's just he's just harmless and so when she reaches out his hand it's almost like she's trying to comfort him like she's come to the sort of she sort of comes to the understanding that oh yeah he's he probably is harmless he probably does just need a friendly hand or whatever which is what the trap that a lot of women fall into and then he actually grabs a hand and when he grabs her hand and squeezes tight, that's when she sort of snaps out of a, mm. of a of a thing, and that's when she stabs his stabs his hand. Yeah, so that's really yeah. that's a really good point. Mm. Yeah, definitely. This is a cool a cool horror moment, really, where the hand is like pulling away from the knife, and it's it's like going all the way through. Um, Splits that hand, wambars it. Um, wambars are. Oh. Absolutely delicious as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Don't have enough wham bars these days. I don't know what happened to them. You still get them? You can still, still get them. them. Well, on, and you know you can get little wham bar sweets now. Yeah. Like yeah. little soft sweets, like a drumstick sweet thing. Just the flavor is, it kind of reminds me of Iron Brew actually. When I, when I think about it, I'm sure it's not the same, but they're orange, but they're not yeah. orange flavored. Yeah. You know what I mean? But these are pink and they've got little sparkly bits in them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he turns his hand into a wambar by pulling his hand backwards. Uh, it doesn't fit through the letterbox, so it basically split. And it yeah. it takes a while. This is a hard watch. This is where people are squirming in their cinema seats as he's pulling this knife backwards against wall. You say through that, his hand. The guy in front of me was snoring so loud. <laughs> He, he, I have no idea what he was dreaming about. He was um, enjoying his time in the cinema and in, in the comfy seats. Yeah, and the the women behind me were laughing their heads off at this point as well. Like I don't know, I don't know what they were watching. Uh, but but anyway, so um, yeah, so he the he pulls the hand and then I can't remember. I think maybe the little boy. Could, oh, this is when the little this boy's is, having sex with the the crow. This is the surrealism begins now because we've we haven't seen evidence that they're necessarily the same entity at any time apart from the fact they've all got Rory Kinnear's face mm. now the little boy has got the mask on the bird and he's poking it in a metaphorical way um, and he has got a split one bar hand and he goes you really mm. happy? She goes well I'll fucking stab you mate and he goes I don't think don't think you will stab me will you though <laughs> Uh, you probably probably should, but you probably won't. Sound a bit, sound like a bit, sound a bit zippy. Holland. Oh, Tom Holland. To get to a point, okay. Oh, so he, he says, he says you should run away, what because you won't be able to again or something. So she runs into the bathroom, uh, he's, and he's then playing hide and seek. Is I'll count to ten. Yeah. And she and she shuts the door, and then she's misunderstood. Poor communication here. He hasn't made it clear who's on because. She goes out and she counts to ten. He goes, "No, no, it's you, you this side. No, it's you." She's oh, never played hide and seek before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he transforms into um, 
he transforms again into Snake into players. into mullet um, mullet Kinnear and chases Roy Chubby Brown Kinnear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roy, Roy Chubby Branken here, Jim Davidson career. Why is everyone just like problematic Asian comedians? <laughs> Misogynistic comedians. 70s comedians. Roy Chubby Brown, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Bernard... Bernard Manning. Oh. Bernard Manning. Uh, I know, it's confusing. <laughs> said, accidentally uh, say Bernard, Matthews. Bernard Matthews. Yeah. Said <laughs> just an innocent turkey man. Turkey yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember... Uh, who comes in the is it priest who comes now? into the priest bathroom, comes yeah. in now and obviously then... the fact that they've all got the same injury suggests that like it's some kind of i mean i know it's, i know there's dozens of metaphors knocking about in there but some kind of hive mind being um, so like a polymorph. do you think there's any literal horror here i mean this is where i i'll be honest I mean, maybe it was my screening. Like I said, I think I might have flavoured my experience. But I kind of fell out of bit at this point in the film because it started to feel more like a parody of this kind of film than mm. a sincere version of this kind of film. Where I start to feel like there isn't any literal horror here. Even Jesse Booker doesn't seem scared. Like, and it's, it's moments where he seems scared, but he doesn't, doesn't seem as terrified. Um, and I don't know. It started to run a bit dry for me. Like, I, it just didn't. It just felt more and more ludicrous. And I don't think there was any literal. It's almost like, I. so in most horror, I understand horror stories, you take the internal metaphor and you make an external version of that. A24 mm. horror movies or these elevator horror movies tend to make the internal flaw, the internal metaphor, more strong than the external horror. So Babadook, the metaphor is actually the point of the story, less so than the physical manifestation of it. But this is like, it's all metaphor. Yeah. And there's no... Which I don't mind, but this is the same problem I had with us as well, to a degree, where I feel like I was led to believe it was going to be one thing, and it's trying to switch it up too late in the game. My expectations yeah. were that it is a, okay. a literal horror. Now we've gone full metaphor, whereas us did the opposite, where it's like, it is metaphor. Now we're trying to create a scientific, they're actually clones underground. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it just... It just but maybe, like I said, it could have been the experience, the cinema experience, but I've got women laughing yeah. in my ears as this is all happening. I just couldn't take it serious myself. I was like, yeah, it is quite ludicrous, isn't it? I can't say it's that I fully silly. I can't say that I fully unpacked it. I my read of it was that perhaps there was some kind of base level explanation, like metaphors aside, that there was some kind of spirit or creature that represented itself in these forms and it could be injured which is why these injuries carry over but it appears as these different characters and different facets of the the relationships and the is it questions that um that she has for for herself is it relationships that she's had in the past or is it just you know if it's the if it is representations of archetypes of men and different facets of their characters i felt my takeaway from it that it was some there was some entity that was replicating these things rather than it being pure yeah. metaphor because of that injury carrying through and this and that plays off and that plays off in a moment but i'd be really interested to see um you know anything from the 
the writers, directors of this movie that that really explore that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and think the priest. I'm, sorry, Ben. Maybe, maybe I'm a little bit with you, Luke. I think at this point I was like, I mean, I, I enjoyed the body horror. I enjoyed the mm. um, the visuals. I think they were all like great, genuinely creepy, genuinely horrible, yeah. especially when there's like a foot coming out of a mouth. Um, but yeah, in terms of everything that it had been set up prior to this moment, I felt like it did take me out of it a little bit where I was a bit like, okay, I understand there's a lot of metaphors going on here and I can probably make of that what I want to make of it. But does that make it a better film than it would have been if, I don't know, I was expecting, I was slightly expecting something else, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, how about you, How about you, Laura? How do you feel about it? When, when it essentially went over around the bend at the end, or the last 30 minutes or so, with less than that, 20 minutes. Around a bend at the end. Yeah. So I think uh, when, like, when she's in the bathroom with the with the priest, hmm. like, I was still really like, this is exactly what what it's like because you do you think like the amount of layers to it is is ridiculous and it takes hmm. ages to unpack it all because it's like you, this is somebody you're supposed to be self safe with for a start who you already know is not supposed to be safe with, but you're also supposed to be safe in your own home. And a bathroom for a lot of people is a safe space, which is why the, the shower scene in Psycho is so effective because it, the bathroom's like the place where you're vulnerable, where you're most vulnerable. Mm. And her being attacked in the bathroom is like terrifying. And when she like almost like, when when she looks like she's going to sort of, almost pacify him and then she stabs him mm. that's like that was i was still with it there when it got to the i think when it got to jeffrey in the car i was yeah. a bit like that's when i started being a bit like this has just gone full on absolutely batshit crazy put on league of gentlemen at the end yeah. like it was yeah. always had a hint of it but then it was like this is just a league of gentlemen episode yeah, it does get really extreme in these last minutes. I did find there was effective things in the character still. I think that mm. the priest does a really good. Like we've already seen the one turn where he went from the the comfort and the support to the um, the almost gaslighting and the the shift of blame and and the the application of guilt there. In the bathroom scene, you see again this character who especially with the station of a priest, you're meant to be, you know, like a spiritual leader and, you know, be essentially a mark of things that are good. And then it drives into like a barely contained, um, like a sexual desire for her. And again, blaming um, Jesse's character for the, you know, for the, for basically having the body that she has because it drives him mad by existing and yeah. tempts him away from his morals because having imagined her naked, then he is no longer responsible for his actions um, because her existing makes him think that way. And he does attempt to assault her before she stabs him in the neck and runs yeah. out. And then we go out to the scene where we see it's almost accidental at the beginning where we see Jeffrey and she takes pause because she hits him in her spotless fiesta. Uh, and she thinks that he is 
um, injured. So it, that was her opportunity to to drive away, to run away from that situation. But she still feels that guilt of having injured this while flawed and made it feel a bit awkward, probably the one character who has, to this point, never tried to be actively, aggressively against her. He has been maybe in his uh, quite awkward way at times, tried to be uh, protective or tried to be supportive of her, certainly not tried to hinder in any way. And with this break in the car, then the mask is completely off. Um, he pulls her out of the car, drives it, drives it away, and then comes back at a screaming, chases around the um, house, uh, the garden rather, until he crashes the, the the spotless fiesta. Just to note, before you jump into the end game, body or end game, how how lovely was that uh, Milky Way in the sky? Oh, that yeah. uh, the stars. I was like, mm. Jesus, that. Looks lovely. Like, it's so nice. It was very fairy yeah. tale. Yeah. Like, you've like saying. a light pollution. Yeah. Maybe we want to go for <laughs> a little journey into the countryside a bit more. That was uh, so nice. And then, then the uh, the body horror. I guess like the the society kind of the shunting style. Yeah. And what do you what do you horror. make of this? So very briefly for listeners, like we see characters progressively get out and the, the ankle is now broken and we've got the one bar split arm and we've got all of the injuries that have been sustained across all the bodies. But then we see a succession of characters get up, have their bellies swell up um, to sort of pregnancy proportions and then beyond to the extreme and then give birth, um, you know, First, from what I gathered was, um, you know, like they had both sets of genitalia. Easy for me to say, apparently, genitalia <laughs> on this uh, on the on this character, where it gives birth to another version of Rory Kinnear. Like the, I think, is it the policeman, and then it instantly gives birth again. All the time, crawling closer. Um, several times over, so not only from the genitals, but then as we get to the end of the phase coming out of the back as it fall as as the body falls out and it's regenerating again and again and then is this a metaphor for attitudes just breeding the same you know the same approach and the same problems time after time is it just a cycling through this creature's forms i don't know this was a brief thought i kind of had because obviously the final form is her ex-husband and I was thinking, does each person represent like a side or a part of her husband? Is it his, part of his makeup, a part of his personality? Each person represented that. And by each, with each birth is almost like her overcoming and coming to terms with and getting over her husband and each element of him until he's finally there. Um, it could well um, be that you know like because it is like the the childish nature of the one that's trying to uh, trying to guilt harper's character there there's the protective nature of like jeffrey there is the The sex guilt naked the the naked staring mess yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. he was like that yeah 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 (laughs) um um did she use the axe no, that was what I was gonna say. Chekhov's axe. Yeah. She backs into it, and she finally has it. And I was like, I was there smiling to myself, like, 
you've done it again, Anton. Here you are. You've reached Chekhov's accent. And then it was, um, and then it was a husband. And we are left with like a quiet scene where she has been cornered by this character as husband again. And the injuries that she's inflicted on the, the monstrous forms of Rory Kinnear have finally come to replicate the injuries he had on his body yeah. when he fell out of the window. So I think I noticed that quite early on that that, that was the same injury as well. It, probably because it was obvious, but I don't know. Laura, what do you uh, what did you think? The the bur burbs the burbs <laughs> the burbs those burbs that happened right when all of them burped themselves uh, with back vaginas and etc. Out of the gob. What did you think? It was, oh, God, that, when his foot comes out of his mouth, it was, like, the body horror was phenomenal. Like, it's a really it's good just, effect. I just really mouth. enjoyed it. And, like, when he's, like, halfway out, there's one time where he's, like, halfway out and he's, like, staring at her, and he looks like a kind of weird half slug man. Like, mm. <laughs> it was grim. But the, the <laughs> them giving birth, I, I thought, I thought it was, like, um, a metaphor for the way toxic masculinity breeds toxic masculinity mm. and mm -hmm. it continues to and the culture around it continues to breed toxic masculinity and then when she sits down on the sofa with him is when she has the moment that she really should have had with the priest which is when she forgives herself because she mm. says to him it it's not my it wasn't my fault you did this to yourself Mm. Yeah. Are we led to believe that she she because at the end the husband says, I just want your love. And then are we expected to think that she axes him like mental and then her friend turns up and there's like a trail of blood and she looks like really happy and relieved. Yeah, she had a nice time in the garden when her friend arrives in the final scene and we don't see what she did with the axe, but we are we do see the evidence that something physical happened she doesn't see a series of like cast off husks on oh, the yeah. floor but she does see a trail of blood so mm. hard to say yeah uh, but it ends of her smiling um in a kind of midsummer style um like note on the end yeah um, and obviously like mid when you say that midsummer has got a lot of these themes of like to toxic masculinity as well so yeah um I, I I really liked it. I liked it to the to the end, and I don't mind that we didn't see whether she metaphorically or physically chopped up the the final form of a husband. You you know you, what's it called? You uh, either die die a Rory Kinnear or live long enough to see yourself become a paparizzi. I um <laughs> I could see as we're talking about the body horror bit. I could see that as being a um a full page reveal on a Junji Ito story. Yeah. Where it's like the the several men giving birth to them, mm. the next version of them. Um but yeah I've got some name game if you guys are ready for it. Always ready for some name game. Okay. Hell yes. <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first one is similar to men, but it's about a young woman who goes on a solo vacation to Paris and all of the bodies of water uh, are the same. They're all the same body of water. The Sen? Sen. Well done. In there like lightning. Uh, next one. Similar to men, but all the men are like a famous Liverpoolian comedian, affectionately known as the, the last great music hall entertainer. Ken. 
Ken. Well Ken. Ken Dodd. Ken Dodd. Never for you. Rocky Balboa goes on holiday to a little village and finds a bunch of people who look like his wife. Adrienne. 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 <laughs> and one I thought about uh, whilst we were recording today, uh, it doesn't really follow the name game rules, but I'm sure you'll get it. It's about a civilized lady who finds herself on an island of uncivilized blokes. Uh, and it's a Disney film. <laughs> um, so let's say so the civilized lady she she finds one of the uh, the brutish men, um, uncivilized men, and she, they fall in love. But then all of the civilized ladies from the other island are going to go over and uh, kill the blokes and take all of their natural resources. <laughs> I mean, I was circling with Tarzan as a, well, okay. as a plural of Tarzan, but now that last one has fucked me. Like I said, it doesn't follow the conventions of name game in any way Native at all. Native American. You're on to something. It's not that. <laughs> it, it's Blocahontas. Blocahontas. <laughs> Jesus. That's amazing. Very good. Anyone got anyone, anyone they want to stick in there? I have one. Go on. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's really easy, but I have one. I thought of it before. Uh, so this film is about Peter Parker seeing his uncle everywhere he goes. Ben. Oh, ben. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Ben, isn't it? How many times yeah. can he die? Only once. <laughs> uncle Ben very rarely comes back to life. The only very few comic characters. I do fancy a bit, of, a, bit, a bit of rice, you know, a bit of microwaved rice. Um, yeah. You got one any off the top of the dome, Ben? Uh, what about a podcast where three bearded film fans are all uh, the same person? Ben. <laughs> it's ben, it's ben. Three Bens. Uh, yeah. How about uh, who, does every, everybody watch Peep Show? No? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, Superhands and Jeremy just have got a new uh, <laughs> got a new business venture. Men where... and Ben. Ven, I guess. Men with Ven. Men with Ven. Man, man, man with a van. If you get a van as well, we could be men with Ven. Men with Ven. Um, okay, I got one. So, um, convicted murderer and finger sucker Leslie Grantham plays a notorious soap villain. Dirty Den. Den. Correct. Den. 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 I've got oh, right. I've got one more. I've got one more. God. God. This film is about Rory Kinnear needing to go to a meeting. Men. Yeah. But he's never quite sure of the time. When? 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. You can do, you can do oh, all sorts. I've got one. I've got one. Uh, <laughs> sort of like early 2000s, mid 2000s, uh, England football coach. Sven. Sweden, Sven. Sven. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even framing it as the film anymore. Yeah. I'm literally just. Um, it, it, okay, one more, one more from me. Um, so, in a 2D fighting game, there is Second. a tournament, and they. Second. <laughs> what? Tekken. Um, no, not Tekken. Um, 
very very popular character if you do a Ken. quarter circle forward Ken. and press uh and press okay. a not as not as that person but as a person with a similar thing what move does he really favor i do ken i do ken very good i do ken yeah do I do you ken. Ken. <laughs> i do ken i do um very okay nice. so that's the most name game per minute i think we've ever done yeah speed um, round like it. We need like to score it. the score the film. Let's see how many scores we can get in there as quickly as possible. Scores B, C, D. Keep going. <laughs> Who's got a score? Uh, is it Reet Good? Oh yeah. Reet Bad. Reet Bad. Uh, Reet Good. Go first? Laura, do you want to go first? Reet Good. Reet Good. Reet Good. Reet. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Between A to F, where would you where would that sit? Do you think? Probably a B. Okay. Probably a solid a solid B, I think. Mm. Yeah. That's good. I um, would be keen. Sorry. Go on. Go on then. Well, I feel like I feel like I didn't enjoy it as much as you guys. You guys seem really into it. Um and I was I feel like the bits that are good are excellent. Like the, the filmmaking and, and the, the tone. Um was already good. I just felt I just um I just felt like men get picked on enough already, don't you, Luke? That's what he's about to say. <laughs> I just feel like leave men it. alone. <laughs> Jesus. Not all men. <laughs> the thing no. that the thing have you noticed the thing that ruins your screening is three women in oh, the, the CPO talking, <laughs> flapping their gums. <laughs> as usual. No, I, when, uh... when you let the other men have a sleep. One's yeah. in peace. Yeah. Probably doing getting on yeah. at home. He was dead. I just like, so I just found it felt. I mean, it felt to me like if someone was to go, go on, do we'll do like a parody trailer for an A twenty four horror movie, and then it felt like someone went ahead and made in the last half. I was like, okay, I know exactly what that is. Let's take some social issue, mm. uh, make it all metaphor first story, um, and it'll have some craziness at the end, and it will end with the woman smiling at the camera, like it just. It did feel a little bit like that to me at the end. But like I said, um, I really enjoyed it overall. I just, I don't know, maybe I was tired. It was late screening as well. And it was hot. I'm going to give it a C, C plus. Fair yeah. enough. That's fair. Uh, um, I think like the cinema experience really does um, affect how you watch a film. Like I think I've mentioned before, when I watched yeah. The Boy 2, Brahms, Brahms is back in town, where it was good in one of the worst screens of my life. And because of that, I hate the film. Um, That's just the, uh, the film, yeah. The, fi- I mean, the film was... Film Do you remember he's a, he's a scabby demon at the end? <laughs> too Brahms, too furious. Um, I'd probably give her a B- minus for this one. I think just because of like how well it's made as a film and the central mm. performance, um, I think it's just held together really well. Um, there's a lot to unpack to the point of maybe I've not even thought about it as much as I should have. Yeah, up to this same. point, yeah, I think I probably need to watch some videos, watch some video essays. Still, obviously, come to my own conclusion, but it definitely it felt a bit possibly a bit heavy handed in that last 30 minutes. But I think everything that led up to that was really well done, except maybe mm. deep fake face kid. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you hurt me, Ben, <laughs> you bloody hurt me, didn't you? But apart from that, I think it's a it's, a, it's an enjoyable, thought provoking. Yeah film challenging film with some you know unintentionally funny moments as well 
maybe intentionally. Who knows? But yeah, it, it, it could give... been it could be tongue in cheek. I, I don't know. Yeah. if there's an element of that. I'm, I'm not too sure. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably give for a classic Luke Condor flavored B minus. B minus. Go on, Andy. All right, round it off, I guess. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed this again. I think you can take messages from it or watch it as a film on its own, live your life. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, this is probably I think one of the more extreme horror experiences in terms of the body horror elements and the messages behind it that you're going to have in mainstream cinema release this year. Um, so if that's type of thing, if you want an intense film with things to think about and that you will come away from impacted by in some way, then this is probably the film for you to check out this year. No, I don't think there's much else on the slate for this year that I anticipate really having quite such a visceral impact Apart from maybe next week's film. But you went to see Sonic 2. I did see Sonic 2, but you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't as disturbed. If Ugly Sonic had been in it still, then maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Second only to Ugly Sonic in terms of the ongoing harrowing nature that we that we have here. Um, I think there are some good messages to reflect upon um, on, on this. And I do genuinely believe some proper career-defining performances off the off the back of this like if you want a great really really intense performance look no further from you know jesse buckley or or rory kinnear um in particular um but yeah i i had a lot to enjoy about this one i'm not academic enough to have unpicked all of the of the subtleties about it i think there's probably things that i missed on screen and there are definitely messages that i think folks whose whole thing is to actually do in-depth analysis can pull out in far more detail than I or we will manage today. I don't know. But... This is a this feels like a pretty in-depph analysis. I've been talking oh, about it for a long time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're professors. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we're all professors. Maybe after. we're you professors see, after all. We get we get one we get one guest in with some actual credibility that studied this and we we picked it up straight away, guys. Out of curiosity, <laughs> where does this sit on your Alex Garland list of movies? As we all know, Alex Garland is father. So his father. I think this is good. I don't need to be given for this. I'm gonna land on a B plus for this. I think it was I oh, think it was great, yeah. really well made movie. I think it might be on a par with um Ex Machina, and I like it slightly more than Annihilation, which I liked right until the end, and then I, I didn't think the land ah, uh, the, see, the, the, end, the ending didn't quite land for me. I was the opposite. As soon as the uh, went weird in the end of Annihilation, I was like, "Oh yeah, I yeah, this like... one, this is the good stuff." Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't like the the way the it played out with the space alien in the end. Um, I did. I think That's so weird. Yeah, I prefer I prefer it to Annihilation, but I think I prefer Ex Machina. Ex Machina. O- he is dad because of Ex. He's father because of that. Yeah. I feel like Dread is in the conversation, but he didn't even direct it. I, th- I think he wrote it, but then apparently there was talks that he he couldn't help. He was his producer. He couldn't help but get involved in by overstepping his boundaries in the directing seat, like nudging himself on there. Um, so I think it does kind of class as one of his films. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's up there. I think I I just I really like Annihilation. I've seen it like four times now for some reason. It's, always seems to be on the tv 
Um, I seem to like it more every time I watch it as well. It's just really strange and uh, I, I, I like the Alien again. Dance. I need to watch it again. I've only seen the Alien Dance once, to be fair to it. It takes the recommended dosage of Alien Dance is at least three. Three before RDA. You, before, yeah, before you come to understand it. Um, what about you? Are you an Alex Garland fan generally, would you say? Is he father? Is he father? Um, I liked Annihilation. I thought it was good because I really like the visuals in that. I really like the, th- the bit with the bear. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. He's not really, he's not father. He's not father. But he has said in um, interviews that he's deliberately trying to stay away from um, like defining what this was all about. Because he, he said, like, I think it was an interview with Think Geek. He said that um, it's more about the audience's reaction to it and it's more for the audience to decide what kind of what it was kind of thing. Yeah. He's, it, yeah. Turn a prize winning. That's good there, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. for the audience to decide. Doesn't yeah. help us write an essay, Alex. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well... So next week we're doing Dashcam, which I, I don't think it could be further from the type of film uh, Men is. So I'm looking forward to chatting yeah. about... Is it, we are doing that next week, right? Dashcam? Yeah. Yeah, Dashcam next cool. week. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. We can get some bonus content and free stuff. And uh, thanks to our patrons... Lane Spencer, John Cronin, Ben Scape, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller. This is awkward. Laura Kendrick. Thanks, Scott Laura. Rigby. <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh me! Ollie Child, Thank Judy you. Pilgrim, Leslie Carlo, and Pazu- This is Awkward, Pazuzu, who's also in the room. <laughs> <laughs> is everywhere, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks to Taj, who... Taj Easton, who... I, he has got a website, hasn't he? TajEaston.com. There you go. There we go. Um, thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Please rate and review and subscribe. And thanks to my co host, Ben and Andy, for being right her dudes. But also, special thanks to our special guest, Laura Kendrick. Laura, Thank where can you, people Laura. go to follow you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Better Late Than Novel. Better late um, is is my Instagram. That's the best place to find me. My chaotic Instagram. Just watch out, and... guys. The chaotic Instagram. <laughs> Sometimes it'll be a sandwich. Sometimes maths. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody <laughs> knows. All opposite things: sandwiches and maths. <laughs> yeah. And thank you guys so much for asking me to come on and for letting me talk about men with you because uh, yeah, it An was fun pleasure. and. Like genuinely, this is my favorite podcast. So oh, this has been you. like, oh my god! <laughs> it's been uh, it's been really nice. To... Why? No, please, Mike. <laughs> I don't take compliments very well. That's <laughs> <laughs> got Simpsons reference in the end. Though. You say that to all the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do, but <laughs> they don't talk back most of the time. Whereas yeah. we invite you we on are... to say it. We yeah, are here on. to thank you for it. Yeah, no, that we yeah. really appreciate it. It's been great having you on. Thanks so much. It's been amazing. Good time. Right, guys. Nice one. All right. Nice See one. You next week, thank everyone. You. Unless some bloody men. See you get next you. week. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.